You are listening to Thursday Nights, Season 4, Episode 25. Dancing lights here, a campfire there, a torch there. The caravan, um, the, the trade caravan proprietors, the, the, the guys driving it. The, mer- the, the merchants, the merchants. The merchants, yes. The merchants, uh, I mean, this whole thing happened in, you know, like a minute. They, as the as the sound of combat finally is nothing but an echo through the trees. Trees don't actually echo much. Howling wolves. But the howling wolves. Anything with the snow and everything, the sound be very, very muted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Deep in the distance, fine. The sound of combat not echoing or anything. It's just not there anymore. Whisper uh, of mountain air. Whisper of mountain air, the only sound that fills your ears. The merchants uh, carefully step from their uh, step from their caravans to see the scene, the guards, uh, uh, the, the guards having just fought off a troll and wolf of their own that attacked from, uh, from their direction. From a quick glance around the camp, it appears that the merchants, uh, and the caravans were unharmed. Uh, no wolves seem to come from over there, but, uh, but you do see the, you do see the guard group, uh, one of them is, uh, not one of them, let's see, who is it? The, uh, the they don't have a traditional healer who would tend to their wounds. Maybe Mesala? Mm. Ranger? Yeah. yeah. She has some healing magic. You, you tell me what she's doing for two of your companions are, are wounded quite deeply. Yeah, um, you see this Nesala over there uh, with two of her wounded companions. Um, she has taken out uh, just some uh, scavenged herbs. Um, and she's, that's, that's what she calls herbs. I'll get it. Sorry. Herbs. Uh, and she is crumpling up the, the herbs, um, and, uh, kind of whispering some arcane wordings, and their wounds just close up magically. And the nice smell is in the crisp mountain air. But then she looks over at you guys, and she says, uh, uh, well, shit on stick. I think they lost one of their own. Rico walks over to Justin's body and looks up at Baron and just says, Nephew, can you fix him? Baron jumps back from the fridge. Sorry. Uh, Baron. Uh. Uh, maybe. I'd have to think on it. Uh, it's, it's beyond me, but it's close. But I'd have to think on it. It's not without risks. But, I don't know, let's, let's think about it in the morning. It's too soon to do now. So he knows he's dead. I mean, uh, 
Baron, while not being an adventurer, has been sort of serving as a cleric in temples for a hundred years. Dead's dead. It's pretty obvious. Yeah, I get you. Mark says, what do you mean, cousin? What what do you need? What more would you need? Poor Drosten. Dead so young. Uh, I... Time and... And something to think. I've never done this before, but I've read about it and I've thought about it. Uh, that diamond I had you buy me in Mirabar was for something like this happening, but, you know, it was for down the road when I felt, you know, more oh. capable. I'm not... I'm not there yet. I've had the experiences I need. No, it's... Look at that. I don't do what I do. Moradin does this. I'm like the... I don't even know how to explain it. It's it flows through me, and as I get stronger, You're like I plumbing. can plumbing. Aye, plumbing like a pipe. Too much pressure, and the pipe bursts. <laughs> Bear bells. I know. I know. This is a tall order, nephew. This is Drosten. I mean, maybe. That's all I can say is maybe. No, that was Drosten. That is his body. If you'd asked me a year ago, I would have said no. But maybe. Uh, maybe when we get to town, I'll need space and preparations. How long can we keep him like this? Uh, the spell's good for ten days. Pack him in snow? Uh, not necessary. If anything, just don't jostle him too much. It's still delicate. Uh, but I, uh, I can probably cast it again if we need to, if the travel goes long. Blasting Dell would be better. Nesala has walked over in the snow very quietly and standing a bit apart from your group. She says, uh... I'm so sorry for your loss. He seemed like a really great guy. <laughs> you still can't the, shake that R, can the you? The best. Uh, <laughs> the, I tried looking Welsh accent. There's oh, that's, really that's hard. There's that's a, hard. It's gonna be just Drusen at a higher pitch. Just <laughs> yeah. the warning. Yeah, you, you have to go musical. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Uh, no, she, uh, yeah, she says, I'm so sorry for your loss. Uh, will you be continuing on to Blassingdale with us? Uh, Mark says, I don't know. Are you going to do your job on the rest of the way there? Mark! sit there incompetent letting us die while you collect paychecks from that damn guild of yours. Mark, shut the fuck up! Shut up, Ricka! They let us die and they charge us for it. Not our pay for the death of my cousin. You know what would settle this? You two should fight. Ignored. Uh, Rick does not ignore. Uh, Mock walks. Uh, Mock walks, or he tries to walk past uh, past the elf and towards the. Other yeah, one. she totally backs up. She looks totally ashen, and she says, "You're right, Mock. You're right. We let you down. Uh, I think we assumed that you could. Uh, you you looked like a group that could handle things on your own, and we should have guarded you more closely." And she's not saying that as like an insult. She's saying that genuinely. Uh, And she she looks shocked as well. So so what will you do then to pay that tab? That debt that you've left behind? That oversight? 
Uh, <laughs> and he's still walking past you. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, yeah she is She is also just like a shy person and like she kind of just stumbles over her words and kind of mumbling just kind of Mesala, backs up Mesala. a bit. Ignore him. He's a fool. Derenix, the dragonborn, the leader of sorts mm. of the Boy. guard group, he sees Mach walking over and he walks to your area the mock walk. to meet Mach halfway nearby in the cellar. Yeah, Mox shows up with a... What the fuck was that business? We dropped a troll, two of those dogs. What the hell were you and you, your clan? Ambush in the night? Practically murdered in our sleep? He... <clears throat> didn't even show up in our, in our group. He takes a moment and he says... It was... It was my call. It was the wrong call. I mean, Mox just spits on the ground and he says... Oi... And what will you pay for that? What's your loss? He says, we've taken injuries as well. He says, it is by no means as bad as yours. He says, the plan was in case anyone uh, attacked to spread out all of us amongst the camp. We did not expect an attack so large. He says, the troll and the, uh, the troll and the wolf, uh, the attack from this direction was nearly more than we could handle. He says, we did not have a plan for this. Mox spits on the ground again, furious, and he says, he says, how far till, uh, till Blessingdale? He says, we're about halfway. Yeah. So much more to go. Mox just like, you better think hard on what the next days will be like. He says, uh, he says, more injury comes to me and my kin, and I don't know if I'll be as forgiving as this time around. Nisala kind of steps forward a little bit, still looking very shy and kind of not even meeting Mach's eyes. And she says, uh, forgive me for intruding on this conversation, but, uh, I, I know this area very well. Um, it could be that, uh, under my guidance, we may be able to reach Blassingdale that much faster. Being a ranger, she has various magics and skills that allow you to move Mark faster. Here's that, and he looks to uh, Darinix. Darinix, he get like a, a little bit of a sour look on his face, and he says, "We have spoken about this. Pressing the caravan faster could be uh, could pose its own dangers." I don't mean with the caravan. I mean separate, like uh, through the the shadows and uh, the 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 passageways that a caravan can go through. Clearing the road does take time. The wagons need quite a bit more space than we would if we were traveling on foot. He says, our contract requires us to guard this caravan. Oh, you know that as well as I do. Uh, Nusala says, we failed in our contract, haven't we? One of our passengers has died. I'm, I'm just uh, improvising on the contract. <laughs> he says, Nasala, your feelings about the guild and its contracts are well known to me. He says, he says that being said, this is, uh, this is the job that we took. He says, if you, uh, he says, this plan you have is, goes directly against uh, what we've been chartered to do. He says, what if an attack half that size happens when you and all of the others are gone? 
th- four of us to defend what's left? Uh, three, right? Hmm. Three, no, there are five. Oh, there are five. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we said not a many. No, they're just... They're spread out. I see, I see. She says, uh, without the big old caravan throwing us down, I bet I can reach Blassingdale and back before you're halfway from here to there. Says, trust me on this, Derenix. Uh, I may be a ship for guarding our passengers when we've got a whole caravan, but with just me, we'll reach, uh, we'll reach Blassingdale faster. Says, let me go cover for me. You owe me that much. And then uh, when I come back, I'll, I'll uh, pay the, the... I'll give you my next uh, my next payment from the guild. My next two months payment from the guild. This speaks to him slightly. <laughs> he, looks to mo- uh, he actually looks to mock. Yeah. <clears throat> We're not making any trouble this evening. I say we all sleep on it and discuss this in the morning. That's my suggestion. We've all just had some loss and some adrenaline, and there could be another attack tonight. I don't know. Maybe they come back. Derek says we do all need our rest. Mock nods. Okay. <laughs> Everyone heads back to their camps. You notice that as you're preparing to sleep, I don't know how many of you are going to sleep the rest of the night. Uh, but you see that only one of the five guards, uh, only one of the five guards starts preparing his bed to sleep. We'll, we'll say it's uh, the, the dwarf, dwarf, the dwarf <laughs> rogue. He, uh, uh, he's laying down, and you see the their camp sort of discussing for a while, and then eventually uh, they split up, and they start sort of walking a perimeter. And the wizard, uh, the wizard starts casting, uh, uh, casting some lights, off into the uh, into the tree cover and the I need about the name of all these guys in front. The that was the wizard, the barbarian, Ferdward. He's he's taking sticks and then you see him uh, fashioning them into torches by uh, uh, by compacting some pitch from his bag onto the onto the sticks, lighting them up. And staking them into the snow all around, uh, all around the camp. Yeah, and they saw like kind of stays near your group, but uh, when you're not looking at her, when you glance back at first, it's very difficult to see her when she's in the shadows. Even for those with dark vision, she seems almost just blend in with the darkness itself until she moves again. <clears throat> um, Bearjaw goes out to the troll corpse. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Oh, re- go ahead. Relieves it of its like larger teeth. Uh, there, I imagine it's got like smaller ones and then some like big, nice, Tusks. Juicy, juicy, tusky canine. So she she takes care of those, and then because she's she's capable of this, drags the body much <laughs> further out, just in case of any wildlife. Doesn't want to attract any um, scavenger type animals. And also just, you know, enjoys, you know, the, you know, the vigorous exercise that it, that it gives. The mangy um, coyote sticking near yeah, bear jaw the, the entire jaw. time. Bear, jaw, bear jaw and coyote. What it's <laughs> doing, what he's doing is uh, he's, he's constantly sort of jumping around, jumping onto trees, climbing up a little bit. And, I didn't know uh, coyotes can yeah, they climb, climb trees, man. Yeah, he can. He scurries. He scurries. He's quite a scurry. Tigers are survivors, man. They're and terrifying. Uh, he he jumps around. He's sort of like jumping, survive. walking, diving a perimeter all around. Yeah, that's adorable. And very promiscuous. Highly. Are they? Yeah. Highly. Mm. 
Are we talking about scrim corner? Scrim corner or coyotes in general? Coyotes in general. But also probably scrim coding. He he keeps a scrim. Yeah, behold, here is a coyote in a tree. Pretty nice. Um, okay, wow. so yeah, so she comes back with with the tusks, um, in her pack, and and that's... and say on Justin's bag, you guys recover. Yeah, yeah, and go get go get Justin's bag. Yeah, and also I guess Justin's back. Scrimcorn <laughs> stays up. The coyote nuzzes a, a couple times. Well, oh yeah, okay. Scrimcorn stays up the rest of the night, um, in coyote form for the next hour, and then and then in his uh, normal form. He uh, he stays somewhat near somewhat near Bearjaw, but uh, uh, essentially walks the perimeter and sort of uh, along with the rest of the guards. Uh, Baron goes to Drustin's corpse okay. and uh, uh, spends a moment looking at it, and then finds Drustin's bedroll, which he was I think actually probably right next to, if not on top of it, and uh, it's blood spattered. Yeah. Um, His tent just... Tent got destroyed. Uh, moves him onto his bedroll and puts it close to the fire. And then he just starts... He just kind of sits there and he pulls out a book, which you've seen him look at many times before as the symbol of Mord on the outside, and he just kind of starts reading and muttering him to himself. So you want to raise the dead. (laughs) To serve me. To serve (laughs) me. To serve me. Ricka sits on the other side of... Justin's body near the fire, and she covers him in, in the bearskin yep. blanket cape that they had fashioned together. This is incomprehensible to Bearjaw. He is dead. How does how, well, how do you manage that? Are you so covering the, the, the meat? This. <laughs> A whole lot of <laughs> double takes. Oh. Rubbing your eyes. Suddenly, suddenly curious if he's actually dead or she has no idea how dwarves react to people just yeah. getting knocked out. Enrica sits in silence guys, right? throughout the night. She doesn't sleep anymore. Does anyone sleep? Bear Jaw sleeps. Bear Jaw sleeps. Well, Vane tries to get some rest because uh, he had some damage from the from the attack, but uh, it's a, it's not a good sleep. Uh, Mop drinks. Of course he does. He does Absolutely. that on any day. <laughs> and joined by nobody, it is a sad drink. Oh. <laughs> uh, does Justin... Oh, wait, never mind. Justin uh, uh, goes like this. Uh, rigor mortis. Yeah. Rigor mortis. <laughs> oh, mortis. So, so no, no rigor mortis, because I am two yeah, he's still only seconds dead. dead. He's very squishy. He's very floppy still. Yeah, his dead weight. final dead bowel weight. movements are just waiting. Gently <laughs> No, they're not waiting. They've already. Well, no, no, because he's had two oh, seconds. No, no, no. I think you were casting that just in time. As soon as that spell ends, <laughs> I think Justin's pooped himself. Oh, I need to recast the spell. All right. Um, the first Mary's just like, ah, oh, he must be alive. The rest of the night. <laughs> Told you he was. We get him for a short rest, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, for the rest of the night. I'm, yes, I'm, for now we're just going to treat sleeps as short or long rests. Um, mm-hmm. we, we may change that in the future to keep rests to be, you know, sort of mechanically restricted. Sure. But for now, I, I thought about this before and I'm like, no, 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 for now, just be every sleep. If it becomes a problem, we'll, yeah. we'll figure it out like we did with season one. Um, so, yeah, the rest of the night passes without, uh, without incident and uh, just before daybreak, the uh, the merchants 
are up and they are uh, they're loading up the horses, saddling them up. They don't saddle them up, but they're you know harnesses, putting their harnesses and stuff on, and feeding them and eating their breakfast. So Nesala comes up to Mark and brings him um, some hard-boiled eggs. Yeah. Um, Pale face with sunken eyes and reeking of yeah. sour sour ale. So I'll say, I'm not just saying this. Mechanically, as a ranger, yes. she can guide you guys over, like, rough, rough terrain, terrain doesn't count, stuff like that. She's had some spells that can help you guys move. Suddenly, like mechanically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back there's, there's, there's true, there's true navigational benefit. So uh, she says to Mark, um, <laughs> "Ever since your words to me about the adventurers guild, almost admits I'm, I'm casting second glances at me uh, companions here. Uh, I think uh, guiding your group personally may serve two purposes." So she says, uh, "I can lead you quicker to Blassingdale." And perhaps safer, too, than uh, within this caravan. He says, well, one thing's for sure. Walking along with this ripe caravan for scavenging trolls is, is, will be much safer than us traveling on our own. We'll have to carry Drosten's body with us, and we can't be too rough with it. I'll carry it. Well, I think we'll need a litter or something. I don't want him slung over a shoulder. Mm. There's Duma. The donkey could drag a litter. What is Duma? I, I could work. What does Duma think? Duma is sniffing at the ground trying to find... So if you're going to roleplay Duma, you got to... Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm Duma the donkey. <laughs> hey, Duma, can Come you carry Justin? Come to the reliquary. Can you carry All, your master? I'm animal, Duma animal the donkey. PCs Come to the reliquary. Is that all you said? I'm Oil Duma rain, the he's not sentient. It's just Thrustin did some sort of spell. <laughs> I don't know how to make it stop, unfortunately. <laughs> I know how to make it stop. Duma. I'm Duma the donkey. Duma. Duma. <laughs> if they're thinking of killing the donkey, that might not work. It might not be on the donkey. Oh, God. I'm just saying. Uh, uh, anyways, uh, Nesala says, I will confess in a, a litter to that donkey once we find whatever's making that noise. Uh, it's either that or we... Would it be faster to go back to Mirabar? Is there any reason to go back there? I don't know, we're at the halfway point. In Mirabar, our hands are tied. The guild... The guild controls everything. Mark nods and he says, uh, <clears throat> we didn't even realize the great risk that it posed. Siphoning our blood and threatening us from far off places. Not interested in going back to Mirabar perhaps ever again. I'm sure they'd have their eye on resurrections as well, seeing as how the only ones who would be affording such things would be Adventurers. I, I agree with the uh, with the knife here. Knife here. doesn't remember if that's a slur or not. <laughs> it's, it's, let's just make it. It's slur. definitely rude. Correct. Knife here. Mark says, "Oh, good enough for me. We're halfway. Let's go ahead then. And how long until the blasting them? If we follow you." So, Greg, as a ranger, I have a, a thing that if we are going in mountains, um, 
Did you say you did want to split up? You did want to do her plan? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's what we're doing. So that's oh, what we're at. Yeah. Sorry. No. My mistake. No. Craig, yeah. I have a thing that if we are walking in the mountains uh, while traveling for an hour or more in your favorite terrain, you get the following benefits. Difficult terrain doesn't slow your group's travel. Your group can't become lost except by magical means. Um, and basically those two. Would that yeah. speed our what's travel our favorite, and What's our favorite mountains. terrain? Oh, mountains. Los Montañas. Not snow. I, I don't know if that's that we are in the mountains. There's Arctic and mountains. This make it Arctic. Okay. If that's what you I, I was picking on. this area because this is where she goes in her caravan. Uh, makes sense. The okay. snowy mountains by the spine of the world. Yeah. <laughs> Those specific places. The snow is much more of a problem than the mountainous terrain is. Yeah. That's the only reason I say that. But well, they compound, I imagine. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sort of neither here nor there. Yes. Um, yeah, you could. Okay. So, uh, you could Mark was asking Nasala how long it would take following her to go to Blastingdale. What does she know of how long it would take taking the, the passages she knows of? And How long have we even been on the road? I'm actually kind of here. Four, day, four days? Four days, I think. Four, four, days. four or five days. So yeah. Another four or five days to get there. Um... Yeah, you you think that uh, you could probably do it in two days if uh, if you had a, a group that was motivated to stay close, to move quickly, to follow uh, uh, to follow your instructions. Like you said, it's moving through the shadows. It's sort of yeah, it's almost a magical um, yeah. And she also knows like where the snow is more compact, so we can just travel over it. All right, places where, where a wagon couldn't go, but yeah, exactly. it might be a more direct route. Mm-hmm. Instead of cutting like switchbacks and like low, yeah. low passes and yeah, yeah. the rest so of us in the mountains. Yeah. Familiarity with traveling in that terrain, you yeah, kind of. So she says it would be about two days. Mock looks at Baron and says, "If we can get them out of safety, I like it." She nods. She says, "Um," then she lowers her voice. She says, "But I'm still holding you to your." Uh, side of the deal back in Mirabar. Well, assuming you keep at your end, wasn't there some information or something you were supposed to provide? It wasn't my deal, but you know. She says, I'll find you and I'll have information for you. Mock says, right. let's be on our way. Derenix walks over after. <coughs> <laughs> um, can you flip your card? Oh, yes. Or oh, do mother. Uh, <laughs> uh, but while this is happening, yeah. Rika is systematically taking off everything that is on the donkey and checking if the sound is coming from that so that she can throw away the enchanted roll, piece. Roll a perception check. Yes. Oh god, I get minus one to perception. It's okay, if you roll great, you might be free of it first. I rolled a one! <laughs> Zero! It's only a DC 10 because he didn't, didn't hide it. You missed by 10. It's, it's just donkey. It's still the nature of trying to find it. Oh. <laughs> Rick is so bad at this. She gets frustrated eventually and just dumps everything off of the donkey and like just lets out of a scream of frustration and punches something. Is it the donkey? Probably not. She doesn't want to get a lot kicked. Of solid trees for you. Depends on that which side the donkey you're standing on. But Darenix, Darenix uh, says, "So you've made your decision, then?" I have. Two he months says, of pay? Is that enough for you? He says, that is enough. 
And he says, I still don't like this plan, but he says, who knows, perhaps we'll be less of a target with uh, fewer people to rob. She kind of gestures with her head over at Mock and says, you'll be less of a target to one person at least. Mock, Mock chuckles and he says, I know love, love lost your Derenix, and uh, I hope that the next time you get ambushed in the night, we won't have to deal with your incompetency anymore in the future. Oh, oh damn. Oh, sick He says, uh... Can't say that's not a fact. You got me. Four people are just bad at their jobs. Um. Okay. So the group heads off. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's all of you. So this is Nesala, Le- Nesala leading Oilvane, Scrimcorn, Bearjaw, Ricka, Bairn, Mock, and Drusten's corpse. And Drusten's corpse, uh, frozen in time by Bairn's uh, divine magic. Being you fashioned a like a a litter. A litter? Is that what it's yeah. called? Like a thing? Like a, two yeah, sticks with some cloth. Stretcher, yeah. Like yeah. a stretcher. A little stretcher thing. Uh, being dragged by or on top of? Gotta be on top of. You're gonna be going through this mountainous area. Unless Gregor wants to like carry it from behind. Like donkey and... You know, dwarves are short enough, you might be able to get the whole thing on top of a donkey. Yeah. 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 Okay. So it's on top of the donkey. I managed to fashion up... Uh, you guys have some experience... Some craft people craftsmen in this, in this, in this group. We'll rig something up. It takes... Uh, it does take, you know... It takes a little bit of work. You gotta make it stable. It doesn't slide to the side, but uh, you've got it. <laughs> we try very hard. Tristan's strapped down to this thing. Wrapped and, in a uh, bear cloak. There you go. Uh, is anyone better with animals than I am? Oh. No. I'm okay. You saw what happened last time I tried scrim, to deal scrim, with the beast. Sure. I, I have a plus three. Yes. Uh, four. Scrimcorn takes the reins. <laughs> or the lead, or whatever is it, it is. No, I wish. Come on. Bern. Can you tell where Drustin enchanted that god awful noise? I do mother donkey. Uh, it's with a ten, his passive perception sixteen. He's like Yeah, it's the little thing around his neck. Yeah, there's a bell and then there's a little copper coin tied to the same thing as the bell. And every time the bell rings, it goes, I'm Doom of the Donkey. She takes it off the neck of the donkey and hurls it (laughs) into the forest. Yeah, definitely roll. Definitely roll. (laughs) It lands in your pack and you don't notice. It hits a tree, bounces at your feet and says, I'm I'm Doom of the Donkey. (laughs) And once again, she just... Rika has anger issues, and the, the past few days have not been good to her. Uh, <laughs> what triggers this stressful? thing? Oh, the, the bell, bell around his neck ringing. He just picks it up. Does it? Does he, if it's not on the bell, does it keep no. going? No. He picks it up and puts it in his pocket. He might want it if things go well. Also, well, Nisa oh. takes off the bell on the donkey because she doesn't it's, want a bell. Oh, God, yeah, bell. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Uh, okay, Nitala says, uh, follow me close. Uh, these are dangerous mountains, uh, but I know the, uh, the ways about it. Nitala, roll a, I think, 
would this be survival to navigate survival. the wilderness? I'm gonna go with yeah. survival. Yeah, I think it would I think be. Nature is like on. knowledge about Make the wilderness. Make a survival skill check, and this is gonna be a DC 16. Okay. To be able to do this in a day, Ooh. as opposed to your two-day estimate. Ooh. Getting fancy. How many miles are we in there? Potential. It's a lot, but she's using essentially magical Trixie elf levels magic. Trixie mm-hmm. elf magic. Uh, this is her backyard. I'm gonna cast a spell before I do that. Uh, okay. She casts Guidance on herself, which will give her a plus 1d4 to this. So before she does this, uh, she thinks back to the little spells and tricks she learned being an urchin back in the city, uh, raised in the back of a gambling hall for a hundred years. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Really that gambling hall having gone crap. through nine yeah. human owners. Yeah. Generations. Oh, yeah, it's part of the selling price. It comes with an elf. <laughs> uh, but she was just taught various magics and she says one of these magic spells that gives her a little bit of extra luck on this. Yeah. Yay, that's 15 plus 3 is 18. Yeah. Party. You got it. Describe what this sort of feels like, looks like for the group. Okay. So to most of you guys who don't know the mountains, you look and there's like a valley and a, a steep pass and, you know, overhanging I would just say like we have three dwarves that live in yeah. the mountains. What, what, also bear how distinct does it look to us who like just mundane, through mundane means now? Yeah, so the dwarves in the group look at this and think, well, the quickest way is a straight line. Yeah. That would be a safe place to tunnel through. Maybe we could climb that safely. Yeah. For Bearjaw, she's like, oh yeah, there'd be an avalanche over there, but I can handle that. <laughs> oh, like those big trees in the way. I can handle that. Right. Go right that. through it. An oil vein is like, where? <laughs> I need to tell her away from this. Well, so. Everything's so bright. <laughs> so this is the outside of the mountain. Yeah, exactly. Outside. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you ever go outside. outside of the mountain? This is so damn dangerous. There's no roof. <laughs> you can fly into space at any time. There's trees. But Nesala uh, leads you to some areas that at first look extremely dangerous, like a frozen river. But she says, you know, it's been a, a, you know, a week since the big freeze. It'll be safe. And in fact, it's a little bit of a downhill grade to get kind of so just slide down. So we get to ice luge? Yeah, ice skate? And that then it's like... There's like a frozen waterfall that she borrows a pick from one of the dwarves and crashes through it and leads into a cave that's normally behind the waterfall. Passes through part of the mountain. Uh, and then uh, just uh, keeps like coming to areas that look impenetrable, but knows that little one place, one place, and like there's even a big snowfield. And she's like, follow my steps exactly. And like you're walking, and then you see like a mountain go hopping down the mountain and goes into the snowfield and just goes <laughs> all the way through. <laughs> and she's oh. like. <laughs> yeah, it just like Depends she's like that's all loose snow. This is the one path through. There's a strange like uh, old wall here that goes through, and she like leads you along the top of the wall, which is also covered at the same level. So just all these little tricky areas. Mod like goes from gruff and skeptical to kind of like fairly impressed to like a little bit shitting himself during the <laughs> snowfield kind of excursion, uh, and uh, yeah, is coming out. 
pretty pretty damn impressed with the time that they're making. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, you even see there's areas where you see the road, even though it's covered in snow, and it's just switch backing up the mountain, switch backing down, and just completely avoiding it. It's faster than Grumble. <laughs> but not safer. Uh, he never claims. <laughs> that is true. Uh, throughout it all, Baron is sort of uh, walking and sometimes he like is, has a book open is like referring to something and puts it away and is mumbling and always sticking close to the donkey and dressed and occasionally checking on and making sure like seeing if there's any change making sure the spell's holding um, and a lot of muttering to himself it's like pull that water uh, not strong enough maybe <laughs> God, God, but I could <laughs> And it's um, it's a few hours after sundown when you see as you emerge from. Uh, we're coming uh in the valley between two peaks. Um, yeah, just kind of walking along the ledge. And you see, the mining town, of Blassingdale, oh. a day earlier than even uh, Nesala had expected. We made good time in here. Luck was with us. This town is, uh, what you immediately notice is the verticality in this place. Uh, built along a, uh, built, like, up along a, not quite, basically a cliff face that, like, kind of goes up and there's a bunch of, uh, what they be called, steps uh, mm. in the crags. side of the mountain, like crags, and there's buildings built, and there are ladders and steep uh, stairways with railings to move from level to level. And you can see just on the other side of this sort of sharp valley is what is clearly uh, is clearly a, a fairly sizable mining operation. There's scaffolding, and uh, you can see there are people even working right now. There are torches, and uh, uh, and you hear the is it like a wagon, like a, like, a, like a kind of a cart and rail system. Yeah, like yeah. That? You see a, a a rail system. It's not like a traditional rail system because it's mostly about getting it down into the valley. Sure. So it's like you know some pulleys totally set right. up and. Uh, and you know, big tie downs, and you see someone, you see a team of four lowering down a big cart. Ho! One! Two! Kind of think about like the wall from Game of Thrones a little bit. Like a little bit, a little miniature version of that. There's like two of them, like mining on one side and like clearly living on the other. And this place is small enough, there's no town walls. This is, uh, uh, you're pretty sure you can see the whole thing in front of you. There's still lights turned on, uh, or lights, torches lit up, lamps, lamps lit up. Uh, in this place, and you just stand there taking it in. Well, welcome to Blassingdale. I think I might stick with you for a bit, and not in, since we got here early, not in much of a rush to join them uh, guild members back in the caravan. Mark chimes uh, in. He says, "I was meaning to ask you, what uh, our intentions are clear to, to avoid the guild, and any information about us uh, that maybe passed off to them. What are the chances that?" Oh, your companions. Let me flash back for a moment, then, since it's related to what you said, I meant to do it before you guys left. No, 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 it's good. Mock remembers back less than a day ago. Awakening, reawakening his suspicions. As you are about a group he's irrationally decided to hate for no good reason. As you are about to set out, it is the merchant leader um, that approaches both Baron and Mock, and he says, "He says, I'm, I'm." Terribly sorry about what has happened here today. And he hands you a sack of coin. 
and he says, this is the, uh, he says, this is the coin you paid for booking passage, plus payment for being our guards. If you were not here today, he says, he says, they would have overtaken all of us. He says, we would all be gone. He says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry for your loss, but you have also saved our lives. He says, our, uh, he says, our requesting payment from you was to avoid, uh, was to avoid crossing the guild. He says, but I cannot, I would not be able to sleep tonight were I to, uh, were I to know what happened tonight when I took your coin. He says, you deserve fair payment, and the guild will hear nothing of it. Mock does uh, nod, he says, you speak the truth. He says, uh, none would have survived, and... He says, frankly, to lose my cousin does not, uh, to save your lives does not make me feel much better having lost my cousin, but you're honorable in your, in your intentions here, and if you can do anything to prevent the others from passing word about the guild, so much the better. He says, they will stay silent. Your name again. They're in there. No, that's, that's the leader that's the of the guards. No, this yeah. is the merchant leader. Ah, merchant this is, this is the guy that Baron... Dealt <laughs> negotiated negotiated a sweet well. deal where you guys paid ten hey, gold. Hey, all things said, he, he chose he chose a good guy, man. We, we, they were they're honorable men. Merchant. Uh, I'm looking to see if I wrote down this guy's name in my notes here, and I don't think I did. Mooch. Well, call him Mooch the Merch. Ah, uh, <laughs> Moochant. You're a good man, and I'll remember your name, and. The name is Stain. Stain. Stain of Mirabar. Uh, I will remember your name, and uh, I'll tell all who will listen that you're a good man. No. Stop proselytizing you, bad. <laughs> well, and you asked. <laughs> no, I was out of character. <laughs> <laughs> He's a cleric. What do you expect? <laughs> Actually, right. just that. To be he makes a mistake as a cleric. Um, so yeah, flashing back, <laughs> halfway through a sentence, and he's like, "No way, we already we already discussed this. Very well, uh, <laughs> very well. Uh, 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 on to on to to find some warm lodgings and, uh, and a cold a blessing there and a cold mug of ale." Don't be hard to find cold ale. It's frigid. Put the mug in the snow. She leads them over to the residential side of the valley. Yeah, and uh, she's been here before, right? She's yeah. been on a couple guard duties here. She knows that uh, the place to lay your head for the night is the Griffin's in Griffin's Nest Inn and Tavern, and it is at the very top. Uh, yes. I'm uh, surprised there's actually a tavern or an inn in this place. From all the descriptions, it was. It, an incredibly small town. Everybody needs to drink. Aye. Aye, but Aye. you know, sometimes there's just a, a depot with occasional dirty cups. No, it's not much better than that. Right. <laughs> Wait until you see it. They yeah. call it a tavern. <laughs> All right, it's a then. nest, not a house. Yeah. You, you've been there before. <laughs> there's an actual griffin up there. Well put. Right, uh, well, well put, Nisala. As Nisala's leading you through, she's been here before, but you see, she's not saying, like, hi to people who recognize her. Uh, in fact, people kind of recognize her, but she just, like, avoids their eyes. Do we need to do a scrim roll for him coming to a new town? Or is, this that, is it let's that not, rural? Let's partially say it's that. Let's also just not handle that while Dan's mm-hmm. not here. We can, let's handle it uh, when, when Dan's back. It's more back. fun when he's here. Agreed, yeah. agreed. Let him, him react to that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just need a room 
Uh, just need a room. And an ale. Yeah. She leads them up to the, the griffin's nest. Two ales. Uh, yeah, the griffin's nest is a very small inn. It's got three rooms total. Um, it's one of them just like a big common room with just like cots next to each other. Yeah, yeah. So there's one common room and two private rooms. Uh, and, and she says... Uh, the, there's a bunch of people drinking here. It's drinking hour, a couple yeah. hours after sundown. And uh, you see, what, what you immediately see when you when you step into this place that you sort of saw as you were climbing up the ladders to this place was that, by the way, it's hard to get uh, his body up to the top yeah. there. Um, well, I, um, oh, yeah. We can strap him to my back I said kind of hard. <laughs> as in, like, we have to ask Verja to do it finally. Between Rick and Verja. <laughs> God, we can't really well do this carried. at all. I mean, Verja. let's be clear. Uh, it really only, if they're going upstairs, it's definitely Bearjaw at the bottom mm-hmm. and Ricka at the top. Yeah. If, you're, if anybody here is carrying a couch up some stairs, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we have, we have, you want the tall person on the bottom. It, it's perfect because he's it kept like perfectly this. level yeah. the yeah. entire time. Neither one stoops or stretches. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, so as you get here, you can see the, uh, the variety of patrons that are here. While it's, uh, clearly... You know, humans are in the majority, as most surface towns are. Uh, you do see a sizable number of what appear to be half orcs here as well, and uh, they've got the the biggest steins of all uh, uh, drinking, and uh, and it's it's a bit of a it's a it's a rowdy uh, rough rough bar, and um, how rough? <laughs> no, it's about to be rougher. It ain't no rusty python. That's pretty much a gold standard, I would think, moving forward. That's, that's baseline. I mean, is it a bar where you can kill a person and everyone cheers? That's a bar! And give you some money? Yeah. Good job. No, it's yeah, not a black bar. Where everybody knows fight. your name. The there proprietor. Normal face! <laughs> and the rocker! <laughs> okay, yes. The proprietor, a... Uh, uh, a weathered-looking um, half-elf female uh, walks forward, a half-elf like woman. weathered for a half-elf, or so weathered in general? Weathered for a human and very weathered for a half-elf. Wow. Like, and, and that's what you're seeing like like, everywhere here. Weathered, Everyone yeah. here has got like weathered. permanent like soot stains and yeah, windburn. Like, there's, there's just, like, people are also bundled up. Like, there's the snow, bite. and, you know, Rare so there's bite. a lot of, like... <laughs> And so she. Uh, what level of affluence are we getting? Like, is this a, 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 like a pretty successful? Is this place like that's just trying to make it through squatting. the winter, like scratching out a living, or is this kind of like pretty bustling? Because yeah, you know, you think about like a, a boom town type of feel, like in the West, where like silver is found and everyone's coming in. It can still be rough, but it's like flourishing. No, it's not like that. <clears throat> it doesn't feel like a boom town. This seems like a place that's sort of settled on its current size. Gotcha. You know, you get you get the impression years, years being ago. familiar with stonework and, and mining that the dwarves do plenty of this sort of look. And yeah, it looks like Years come, years go. It's just, this is the way it is. Enough um, to survive, but, like, not going to change much or maybe yeah. turn into any sort of more established... Yeah. The wind comes in but through the bottom of the door. It's, it is large enough that you know that it, so a town of this size with a, uh, with a mining site that must be as rich as it is, you know, it's uh, it still serves as an important economic point in yeah. this area of the world, you know. So while, while small, it's, you know, they probably... They, they can pay for a caravan to come in the dead of winter. 
Yeah. So I mean, maybe it's just like wealthy enough, but it's just so rural that like it would never. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, like the the people will come and really, really, truly are, are comfortable living out in the in the in the depths of kind of the wilderness. Yeah. You can imagine too. It's not uh, there <coughs> is wealth here, but it's not distributed. Yeah. The uh, mine owners are wealthy, and everyone sure. else is working. <laughs> so you've got. Uh, this half-elf woman, she, uh, uh, it's easy enough to get a room. Yeah. And, uh, well, you can share. You can get the big room. Uh, there's currently no one staying at it. It's dead of winter. It says months go by and no one rents these rooms. Oh, well, what, 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 what's the going rate? Yeah, it's a few silver. Yeah, let's get it. <laughs> I need a room for myself. Quality. All right, you can rent out the whole place if you want. Okay. Uh, Baron gets a room alone. Whoa. Does Ricka help him carry <clears throat> Justin into I, that? Correct. Brings Justin into that room. And, uh... Yeah, and he sets to it. And he heads to the innkeeper and he says, I need uh, whatever you've got to clean. Brooms, buckets, whatever. And, uh... Takes it up to the room and... First he changes out of his armor. He says, You're looking to be making a big mess up there. Or over there. It ain't two stories. Uh, over there. Gonna be doing some work, and I need the room clean in order to focus. I'm sure it's clean, but I need to clean it. <laughs> you said months go by. So. Spotless, how about? She's. Uh, I'm sure some dust is accumulated. She uh, she pounds twice on the on the bar, and quickly scurrying out from a door is a hunchback with a uh, with a broom a <laughs> broom. And he hands it to you, and then scurries back into the back of the room. He's half-orc, but the orc is all. He does look like a half-orc, but he's like the size of Ricka. That is... Uh, Baron goes into the room and starts cleaning it top to bottom, shoves all the furniture around, cleans every little nook and cranny and... Nervous nervous cleaner. Uh, There seems to be sort of a... Uh, watching it, he looks like he's looking for, I don't know, just, he needs the whole room to be Tip-top. orderly, right, just the way it should be. Um, and so he spends time cleaning it, and it looks right after he's done, like, all the little, <laughs> the dust over the top of the door, nothing on the windows, and, uh, yeah. Before he even goes to sleep that night. Oh, he's not going to sleep. He's got other stuff he's prepping. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> that's that's step one. So well before he goes to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, pretty much as soon as we arrive in the town at the end, Baron's going to work setting up this room for whatever he's going to be doing in it, this ritual he's going to attempt with Dresden. All right. And the first step was cleaning it top to bottom. Um, second step is he takes Dresden's body and strips it and starts... Mending the wounds. Who's in here with Baron? I helped him move the furniture for sure. He, his strength there. is less than his con. Yeah. <laughs> Unless she was invited, this all is just. Uh, he. No. Yeah. He'll let in Mock and he'll let in Ricka, but no one else is coming in. Sorry. <laughs> Duma, the donkey, starts to. No. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Has I'll no assume interest that Mock in probably is mucking about with dead bodies. Scrimcorn sticks by Bearjaw's side, and he says, I'm sleeping where you're sleeping. <laughs> Are you sleeping in it the inn or under a tree somewhere? when you say it like that. What? What? 
What did I say? It's your voice, I think. <laughs> Just like that. Uh, I get that. Like you understand, or people say that to you a lot? Both. They <laughs> sound like a fight. <sighs> and the words keep Bearjaw safe and happy <laughs> ring through Scrimcorn's mind. And for the fourth or fifth time during this trip, he answers, Yes. <laughs> Poor Scrimcorn. <laughs> Poor Scrimcorn. Uh, Nesali comes up to Bearjaw. And she's like... Yeah, says, Bearjaw, uh, might I buy you a drink? I uh, do not know of who you'll speak of. I am normal face. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, of course. Uh, may I buy you a drink? Uh, yes. Uh, After I am done pummeling this guy of <laughs> Did he turn into a coyote to try and escape her? I don't know. Just but... turns into bugs and escapes her. That is cheating! Stomp, 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 stomp. Oh, so many. Scrimcorn! Yeah. Nah, he just rusts his in his form. He tries his best. It's good. That's good. No. You can still win against Bear Doll. There's no guarantee that Bear Doll will. Alright, we'll roll once. Alright, we'll roll once. Oof. Um, that looks like a guarantee that that's like a win. 23? No? Yes. I'm gonna assume Scrimcorn uh, is at about 23. 11? Maybe 12? Pretty good. Constitution? Strength. What are we doing? Oh, strength. strength. Yeah. They're wrestling. Oh, yeah. I assume it's strength as well. I mean, maybe if Scrimcorn was a bear. He's kind of like doing this and she's just like holding him. Yes. Yeah. It is like so many things in life. Ultimately, just not satisfying. All right, Mock, are you in the room with Baron and Rika and Drewston? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now you... She shakes her giant meaty pod. You I have not fought yet. Uh, that's all that. I know, because I make notes. Takes Clearly off you her are bow not on it. And quiver. Puts them down on the ground. This is good, too. And she says, <laughs> picked up a few good. tricks... Uh, in the streets of Mirabai, you might not know about. And she Good. goes for knees. I used to fight at this goes for my bar knees. called the Rusty Peach. Joke's on you, Rick. I always goes for my knees. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, no, same tricks. Uh, she's athletics. Okay. Right? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Athletics. Uh, or am I doing athletics? Yeah, it should be athletics. Okay, it's the same either way. No, it's not. Yes, it mm. is. Athletics. Strength. Oh. No, that's uh, your saving throw. That is not your... Your strength is four. Oh, sorry. Anyway, it is six. Whatever, it's six. Oh, uh, oh. 18. Damn it! It's <laughs> 16. <laughs> oh, so uh, she's, for the knees! She's not actually Never that strong. It. She's, she's got an 11 strength. But she's really quick, and she falls to the ground with one hand on the ground and just kicks out the backs of your knees and then does, like, a backwards roll-up and, like, standing, like, ready to go further if you need. No, that's okay. Signature takedown. No, one, one takedown is good. And then she like offers a hand to help you back up, and I mean, you can, does not you help you back up. It's like <laughs> the two hundred and something pounds oh, alive. Oh my arm! It's still good. Uh, she says, uh, "No, buy buy you that drink." Oh, you didn't already. Whose drink have I been drinking? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this, this so sorry. Like, no worries. 
So Nesala buys Bear Jaw a drink and just starts asking about like where she came from and uh, just has a lot of curiosity, never having seen a Goliath before. She's like, Oh, where did you come from, Bear Jaw? Where's that? The snow. What what was the what was it like there? Did you grow up with a family? Yes. Do I'm you just... not grow up with families where you are from? Lumbar doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I, I suppose uh, elves do, but I don't assume. Okay. I'll just start asking about your travels. You <laughs> seem like, out of the whole group, you seem like the most wild. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> we got that right. Yeah. You should not see me huge. with my dog hair wig. That was wild. Yeah. She did. She did see you with that wig. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, perhaps you should not have seen me yeah. with that wig. What happened to that dog you had? <laughs> that dog. Oh. Uh, Somebody's dog. But yeah, just spends like the night mm. drinking and asking questions. Just pulling. Bear Jaw is not, at first, seems to be sharing much information. Just, she just keeps like pulling. You get, pulling. Yeah, you get morsels. You know, it's, it's like mm. you never get like a full tail. Like... Like, Berto doesn't, like, launch into stories at the drop of a hat, especially if they're not, like, totally flattering. Like, you'll get a lot of, like, really good, like, and then I killed this thing with my hands, and then I killed this thing with a tree, and then my hands. And, you know, so you get a lot of those kind of stories, but, like, as far as, like, the the meat of, of, like, the day-to-day life, not not a lot of that. Not not on a first. uh, Not on a first drink. Baron, uh, while he's busy using what's left of his sort of divine power to repair Drustin's corpse or body, uh, sends out Ricka and Mock says, "I have, uh, I need you to get me some stones. About, yay big, I get me about oh twenty each. Just make sure they're good ones. The mining town shouldn't be that hard." Yeah. Just absolutely. Make sure they're good ones. You'll know them when you see them. Get a dwarves. Head out immediately. Uh, and Maka says to Rika as they as they walk out to collect stones from the nearest whatever makeshift quarry. He says, oh, "Rika, I'm very I'm very worried about where we go from here. Drosten had all the knowledge about Rundrakai." So what are we even doing here if, if Drossum isn't here to lead? He says, yeah, well, I'll be... My, my only my only value for discovering what might lie beneath the, the, the city itself is to take a mining job and, and start <laughs> digging. And he says, he shakes his head kind of like worriedly. He says, I don't know where this leaves us and our, and our, our quest. We have his notes. Baron has a good head on his shoulders. Pretty sure that... He could figure them out eventually. Oh, it's up to Bert. <laughs> I really like the trick. Is like, we all have all his notes. Not that I could make any sense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she says that, and Mark instinctually knows that she's not talking to him at all. Like, we have his notes. Like, you know, clearly clearly saying that someone else other than the two of us could, could maybe do something with those. Yes, because uh, my int is also ten. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my int is ten, and my patience is one, so. Yeah, Ricka hates patience. My yeah. int is eight. <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, Beautiful. I, um... So, well, like, yeah, exactly. Between the three of us! We, we really didn't realize how much of kind of a keystone dressing was there. <laughs> we were lost, and the bridge is just collapsing before our eyes. I will, get, I will break bridge with my hands. If Baron can get him back, though, 
that would be best. Let's find those stones. Aye. It takes some time, but it's easy enough to find. Yeah. Bring them back to Baron. Uh, by the time you got there, Baron has uh, Drustin patched up as he's going to be. Uh, the body, the he's wounds been are closed. Like no, 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 and he has, he like dug around and dressed his pack and just has him in regular clothes, has him out of his armor and stuff like that, just, just loose, comfortable clothing. Um, and Mock will start patching your armor from those huge giant javelin holes as you patch him up. Yeah, Baron has his, uh, his clerical vestments on right now, like his oh, official like... officiating robes, um, his stuff's off, um, and he takes the stones and he just... Lays out Drustin in the center of the nice, clean floor and makes a ring of stones around him and says, I think that's all we're going to get done tonight. We'll do it in the morning. Come have a glass of ale with me. I'm going to need something stronger your than ale. Your time. And it's a happy yeah, drinking. Function head. Happy drinking amongst... It's a happy drinking amongst family. Amongst family. Some hope, perhaps. Baron yeah. shares memories of his kids and his wife and anecdotes and... Good times. Yeah, good times. Past that, past September's always come up when when the cousins are, the cousins and the aunties are are, are together, lively, lively, uh, fun times, shared companionship. It's all it breaks out a deck of cards and asks if anyone wants to play. I forget what the game is called. Beholder's oh, Eye. Oh man, you come from <clears throat> low, lowly heritage of. Scoundrels. Perhaps you can care to take a turn <laughs> at the cards. There goes. Oil like, type of Oh, retirement. Can never yeah, play. I should have said it in voice. Yeah. Mock <laughs> says, Oil man, you come from lowly heritage of scoundrels. Perhaps you'll play some cards with the uh, elf. I would like to play some uh, Beholder's Eye here. And she, like, is shuffling the cards in fancy ways. Oh, oh sure, I'll play with you. So he sits down and then he. A half orc. Yeah. Immediately sits down. One hand. Sits yeah. down at the table across. I'll play with you. And he says, "What are the rules?" Uh, she explained the rules. They're a little complex, perhaps even purposefully obtuse. She says, "Ah, it's easy for to pick it up as we go. We'll start with a little auntie." And she throws in just a couple copper in the middle. <laughs> He tosses in some uh, uh, some copper as well. So it's too rich for my blood. She covers. Yeah. He's trying to save some. Yeah. She she. Uh, table, so you see her handing you some. Hey, no, no, you got you got ten gold. You got uh, paid out. Oh yeah, actually, gold. we got back from oh, the merchants. Yeah. What mechanically? What did we get for that? Uh, just, I gave you the twenty-two point five. Yeah. Uh, he gave you uh, he gave you your ten gold ahead back, and uh, and he handed over five gold ahead. Okay, so everyone add 15, up 15. fifteen gold in the pocket I for have you. Thirty-five gold. Hooray! <laughs> Invest wisely. So that's hundred. Uh, each gold is hundred copper, man. You, you can uh, you can throw a few. I'll, I'll put down some coppers. Yeah. So Nathala plays this in a way that uh, is not quite cheating, but definitely puts the cards in her favor using her sleight of hand and the things she learned in the gambling hall. I keep seeing like your cheating. feelings flashcards sitting in front of you, and I'm thinking that your game is played <laughs> with flashcards of children's faces. is feeling excited <laughs> and devious. Deceptive. 
This is this a learning game? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> very, very, very justified in feeling uh, outraged. <laughs> yeah, the half orc, uh, the half orc lecture loses. Uh, uh, he loses the, the the first hand. Maybe wins the second. Perhaps that's all he's trying. When he loses the third hand, he uh, he says, "This game sucks." <laughs> and he just gets up and he elves, sits back down. Elves suck. And you hear you hear another voice. What was that? And he says, "Shitty game." <laughs> drinks all the ale. And Alice oil vein in her. She stops playing in a competitive way and more just kind of like a relaxing playing cards, you know, with single copper ante kind of way, just chatting about I still about don't things. actually know how to play these games. Yeah, yeah. She uh, she keeps being like, you just put down cards. She's like, no, no, my hand. Oh, you got that one. Oh, no, you don't want to play that. You don't want to play that. You play this one instead. Well, She's actually <laughs> terrible at explaining the game. Yeah, yeah. Not really no, teaching she actually She's just playing two hands as Oil Vane sits there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sips his And with Oil Vane This is less well, fun when there's nobody sitting in that chair. Yeah, yeah of course. With Oil Vane as well, she just starts asking. Like, she's, she's a shy person, but she's very insightful. So she just starts asking about, like, where you came from and, like, picking up little details to learn more about your life. Which, uh, is Nacella half-elf or She's full wood elf. Full wood elf, okay. So raised in the city. <gasps> about the males. So she's like. a weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. She's a bit of a weirdo. Small town girl in the big city. For a hundred years. Yeah. For a hundred years. years. You know, so, like, so naive. Right. Oil man kind of, uh, don't know, <laughs> like, What uh, to do if she go downtown? Hey, we're gonna get your blood back. We're gonna get your blood back. We'll get your. We'll get your blood back. <laughs> we'll get your pinky. We'll figure that. <laughs> my pinky blood. My big pinky. <laughs> yeah, we'll get it back. Uh, I don't know when we're gonna get back to Mirabar, but I, I feel like we're. I know it's something that we should do. It's only right, especially with you helping us and all. She doesn't say anything. Do we still have to play this game? <laughs> 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 Alright, um... Baron's calls it an early night. Yeah, this is not a crowd night. I need sleep. Which means uh, five meals only. Uh, in the morning, not to scram, bear a job, oil of in. This is more of a dwarf thing, so you're free to do as you please. Um, it might take about two hours, and, uh... I wouldn't mind some support, but it's mostly just you be sitting there and not talking for two hours. I'll be there. Not you manage? Not. <clears throat> not Can you manage being quiet for two hours? I mean, it's a legit question. Seriously. Oi, <laughs> ma. Oi, oi, Bern. Appreciate it. Adric is my father. <laughs> of course, I've learned to shut up when I need to. Uh, he does like to talk. Right. <laughs> um. Baron calls a night. Uh, heads up to the room, sees Drustin lying there on the floor with a ring of stones around him, and uh, mutters to himself to more, and uh, takes out a little lock of his wife's hair and says, hopefully this works, uh, and if not, I'll see you soon. <laughs> oh, boy. And hits the hay. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> da, da, da. Oh shit! <clears throat> so, I guess as Mock, you know, continues to finish his remaining three ales before he turns it in, calling it an early night. He does that how, as as he kind of whatever soaks in the bar, the the the, the people there, just the the energy. 
he does kind of see if he can spy anyone that you know seems of seems to be like a ranking miner. I mean, again, he's someone who he grew up in the mines. That's that's how you earn your chops and get a chance to start being a crafter is to show that you. I mean, dwarves who are expert craftsmen come up through the ranks doing literally everything. You start pushing carts, then you're able to swing an axe, then you can start sorting ore, then you start etc. etc. So. Uh, for him, he's just looking to see if, if this is, happens to be a place where any of the any of the brass might hang out, or if this is just you know a, a kind of a laborers camp. What does he get a sense about this place that they're at? <clears throat> he gets a he gets a sense that this is much more of the latter uh, laborers camp. You know, this is. Um, oh, you can expand yeah, yeah. on that. Yeah. Absolutely, it's a place where where people are trading muscle muscle for coin. Um, you know, contracts can. Contracts can be short-lived as people are passing through, pick up a couple weeks' work, make enough money to get some supplies to head back out. So hunters, tra- trappers, traders trying to trying to just get a few get a few reliable coins or folks that clearly seem like the uh, the career type, you know, just you know, arms arms as uh, as as thick and and, and and hard as bowling balls, but backs as as bent as uh, as boomerangs and. Uh, people just who clearly have spent their their long years doing hard la- hard labor um, with the with the only kind of respite that they get is coming here in the evenings and, and putting back a few remind, remembering the the uh, the few the few days off they've had in their in their in their lives. So it's not an environment that's at all strange to dwarf the dwarves. It's just that as he as he reflects and kind of thinks again. Dwarves just enjoy this so much more than everyone else. Like there's just so many fewer smiles. Like the it's just less congenial, less less jovial. Like for if this was a dwarven mining camp, this there would be, be singing, singing, and, and this would be drinking. This would be a happy, a, the happiest part of the day, but only by a little bit because dwarves so much love the mines and, and what it offers them. So it's always struck him as unnecessarily melancholy and despondent. But he drinks on. Taking it all in. I imagine some of it's got to be sort of the culture. It's like, oh, you're just a miner. We're in towards us. Oh, you're a miner. That's a respectable profession. Yeah, there's exactly. like a, there's pride in the work. There's kind of like a little bit of status or at least a, a brotherhood of, of, of doing something that really is very meaningful to them. Yeah. Rick, uh, um, while Mock is drinking his ales, uh, tries to figure out what there is to drink in this town that is stronger than ale and approaches the barkeep. Oh, it's easy enough to find, uh, uh... Bathtub uh, hooch. Yeah, there's, there's, there's bathtub hooch aplenty in this place, and, uh, uh, when she asks for something stronger, she says, Are you kidding me? We have, uh, we have half-orcs in here day in, day out. I got any, I got the strongest thing you can handle. You're gonna go blind? Degrease. Possibly permanently. Degrease the gears in the mines. All right, well, give me something that a half-orc would drink. And she gives you a large Wait, we've mug. been killing it with the names. We got the slug juice. I would, what I would like call to, this? I would like to call this tuna. Yes. I will explain <laughs> later. Tuna. And she sniffs it, and she's like, "Mmm, was this brewed in a shithole? Because it sure smells like it." She says, and just takes only a the swig. finest. <laughs> only the finest shithole. And just takes a big swig, and is like. It kind of punches her in the face a little bit. She's just like, ooh. Tingles in the jumps. Told ya. I wish every city had this stuff. Thank you. Oh. And just goes and sit next, sits next to Mock and looks at him as he's putting away the, the ales. Mock chews and she's just says, like, What we'll put you in such a good mood, Ricka? 
<laughs> Prior swig of this stuff. <laughs> Just like the fumes kind of like make his eyes go a little bleary and he goes, oh, you found the good stuff. I, and he takes a swig and it just like scours his tongue and he passes it right back and he it's says, what the half orcs drink. He says, uh, you, you've tempted me, but I'll be no good to Verbeam in the morning. Well, maybe another sip. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, they, they share that one, but. You know. Can I have the yes no die? I'm all yeah, I'm almost rolled the dice. Well I'm gonna call it morning in a just a moment. Rickard does not finish it. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's it's, a rare sight. It's It's fun, but it's not good. She 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 gets to a point where she's like Uh Mm. Noting your indecision, Bear goes kind of across the table. Or goes to bed. There's no up. It's it's not two stories. Goes across the bed. Up to bed. <laughs> Climbs up under the bed. <laughs> Good joke. Oh. All right. Morning time. Morning time. Uh, Baron rises before dawn. And uh, when Ricka and Drustin, you guys show up. Uh, Ricka and on. Mop, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Drustin does Drustin's on the floor. He was already there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, oh, here he is. Okay, we can okay. get started. Uh, Baron looks good. He looks clean. His beard looks immaculate. Uh, he's got his uh, morning clerical robes on. Um, Are there incense? Do you burn things? Uh, Do you burn things? He doesn't have any incense. Um, Candles. We, Plus we Dustin did. I mean, he does, but uh, he's like, nah. Ten gold pieces worth. Ten gold? That wouldn't no, help. He, he bought more than ten I gold I think it would just worth. bring him back by the sheer anger of wasting ten gold worth. Yeah. Um, and he offers, there's a couple of chairs in the room, he offers you those, and he takes a seat on the ground at, uh, at Dustin's head, and he says, uh... Just no, shut up. Just, I don't know. Just be here with me. And uh, he starts talking, and it's not really any kind of a... Like, it's sort of like... It sounds like various lore of Moradin. Um, it's not like an exact spell he's casting here. Honestly, the spell he's attempting to cast is one that's cast, like, in an instant. And he's going to try and do it over two hours. This is well, well beyond his... Well, not... Well, well beyond his means, but it is still beyond Just his means. Just far enough to make clear, it. Clear beyond. So this is more like a whole lot of warm-up. This is like someone has told you to go squat a thousand pounds, and you're like, okay, what can I do to help prep me to be able to squat a thousand pounds? You got a carbo loader. You got you to squat out. a whole lot of pounds before that. Yeah, so this is sort of him getting <laughs> himself sort of psyched up and warmed up and stretching whatever sort of spiritual muscles... Uh, spiritual muscles that he may have. Um, and as it sort of progresses, he sort of quads. glows a little bit. You know, just tw- at, at, as at the end of the the hour mark. And Is it the brilliant light that shines when you cast light? Is it, is it like that uh, or is it a different effect? Uh, similar to what you've seen when he, uh, when he rushed into... Uh, with the light you saw him cast when he banished the, uh, the weird shadow creature uh, yeah. underneath. So this sort of a Behind divine radiance. It starts out just sort of a very, very gentle glow. Um, but he is like... The room is bright, just emanating from Baron uh, at the end of the time. And then you see him reach out... He, a pause, and you see him reach out and touches... Drustin's head, and he says, Moradin, return the breath of life to my ally. 
Pal, Arika, and Mock uh, assisting, if at all, in this? Or are they pure observers in this situation? And we'll assist them uh, a lot, not being... I hadn't thought wizard, of any way they could help. wizard ritual is kind of different. There's more, like, things to do. This is more purely faith-based, huh? Pretty much. That you're, The things you've done is more sort of out of respect for... Yeah. Jordan. I mean, the only thing that comes to my mind, again, would, would songs be a participant here, or... Again, were there, is there a rhythmic kind of chanting component to it? I mean, this is totally your call, but I'm saying if there's anything that that that, that mock could could lend, is just kind of like those those communal elements that may strengthen kind of again, let, the let mock ask him. In that there. was the stones and the ale yesterday. Ah, you provided. <laughs> so the how good were those stones? <laughs> All right, so the mechanics in play here. Sam and I discussed this beforehand. I don't think anyone else knows these mechanics. He's hinted. Baron. It's not a guy that I've read. Baron is attempting to cast a spell, a divine spell, above his level. It's not normally allowed in the rules. This is a, um, as 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 Baron has explained, this is a, this is not a a a wizard who lacks the knowledge how to cast this. This is a divine vessel of of a god, of a of a godly power, and uh, if he's not strong enough. To be the channeling force through this, it could be problematic. Uh, and Baron is doing his darndest to, uh, to yeah, prepare his body and his mind and his soul for uh, to receive this power to be this uh, this channel. Make him stop if it's distracting you guys. What are you talking about? I'm paying. Okay. I'm paying attention. The conduit. Um, the conduit. The the conduit for this, and the mechanics in play here as an unusual allowance to attempt this, is that uh, Baron is going to roll a d6 against the exhaustion table. Mm. Uh, and if those of you who aren't familiar with the exhaustion table, level one is disadvantage on ability checks. And by the way, to reduce the exhaustion by one level, it requires a long rest for each one. And regular sleeping in this town won't count. It's gonna, that will have to be story-based. Um, actually, no, it will count. It will count. There are other reasons. Uh, number two is also your speed is halved. Number three is also you have disadvantage on attack rolls and saving throws. Four is your hit point maximum is halved. Five is your speed is reduced to zero. And six is death. So, Jesus and they're cumulative. <laughs> and they're cumulative. So, as Sam has already narrated, as Baron has prepared his mind, body, and soul to the best of his ability. He is now asked Morden for the resurrection of his cousin. Now, did... Baron did not tell his aunt or cousin nope. the risk here. No, he okay. de- he doesn't he know what the okay. No, no, but he, he doesn't know what... He did yeah. explain it. He explained it on the first night. He, yeah. said, Just make sure. he said, I'm not... I can. Uh, he said I can try, but he didn't mm-hmm. say I might die. He yeah, doesn't necessarily know that. Say that. He doesn't. Oh, he he just, knows that. He said he hinted at it. He hinted oh. at it to his wife. Oh, oh, oh. Right it's. Uh, I mean, clerics are told what happens when you try and reach too high. Punch uh-huh. beyond your uh, your <laughs> fighting weight. It's gonna be really depressing. <laughs> so then uh, they're both dead. Why don't you give us that D six? Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> awesome. Oh. Four. Oh. <laughs> well, middle of the road. All right. Thank God, at least it's not two dead dippers. Okay, okay, but yet. Guys, uh. yet. Actually, you get the narration, Sam. 
Um. I mean, kind of mostly already did. He stretches out his finger, touches Drustin's head, and says, Moradin, return the breath of life to my ally. And their light, which had been glowing, comes to a crescendo, and uh, Drustin starts breathing. And Baron falls over. Before he starts breathing... Uh, like Dristan takes a breath in, and when he breathes out, this blizzard of snow and wind comes out of his mouth for like ten full seconds. That just and you hear distant howls of wolves, and then he takes another breath, gasping. What? What is his beard? Says Mark, kind of falling back in his in his chair. Rico immediately goes up and props Baron up. And it's just like, oi, <gasps> breathe, breathe, nephew, breathe. I'll not be doing that again soon. <laughs> Maka gets the uh, the jug of ale, which he always keeps close to him. Um, the alchemist jug, g- give which me, give is me, always ale. Give, give, me, give me a quick check to make sure it's not the honey. When he gets really drunk, before he sends stoppers it, he'll sometimes end up with the honey. It's always honey. It's never anything else for some reason. Uh, and unstoppers it, just giving him the raw container to take a draught. He says, Cousin, for your strength. That was, that was, that was godly. That was incredible. Ah. Uh, Not ungodly. So it was. Ah. Uh, he takes a long swig. He's pretty much just out of it, frankly. Uh, his, his mind is spent and, uh, his, he's exhausted. Uh, I'm, I'm going back to sleep. Rika practically carries him back to his bedroll and just plops him down. His skin's pale and cold and clammy, uh, and yeah, he's just exhausted. Well, the next mock brings the uh, jug to Drustin. Okay, he is shivering, and he uh, looks completely frightened, and he says, The wolves! The wolves! The wolves close in! Are they here? Are they here? Mock pins him down, just kind of again, just restrains him a little bit. He says, Cousin, the drink! You're safe. Uh, he takes his hands and like, shaking so much the elves just going everywhere. Go, 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 go. Rick oh. just bear hugs him, arms to his body. Uh, he looks around. He says, am I, am I back in our mortal plane? Aye. You saved me in just the right time. He says, the, the things I saw beyond this mortal veil, cousins, Nancy, was terrible, terrible. Mock's ashen face, he says. Oh, t- t- do tell. No, don't. Rest. <laughs> Rest. Take another swig of ale. No, bring me my journal. I've got to write it down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus looks at Ricky like. <sighs> no reasoning with him. I mean, he's like mumbling to talk. Oh, then I saw. Oh yeah, and then this happened. Oh, I can't believe where was I? And he's like, Mark just Mark right, right, back. Right. We we saved your stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he says, oh, oh yeah, troll. What happened? Is everyone okay? All all in all in good time. Everyone's all right. But you and Bern both need your rest. I looks over at his cousin. Finally, he goes, Bern, what happened to you? He says, in fact. Why am I naked? 
No, you got clothes on. Oh, I've got clothes on. I thought you did. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no, no. you before, and then I put clothes bed back bed on. Uh, he's in different clothes. He goes, like, what's with you that? You have to be naked. I wasn't going to stare at your willy for two hours. Trying to concentrate. He sees this down, he goes, what's going on? Are we in Blassingdale? Aye, we are in Blassingdale. You are dead. You're not anymore. Uh, takes and, a you deep have, breath. and you have your cousin to thank for that. He says, not just dead, but in a purgatory. I was not allowed into Moradin's holes. Also, uh-huh. Blimbern. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I cast a spell on you after you dropped to sort of keep things fresh. <laughs> uh, he says, I saw a wintry landscape. All around me, the howling of whole wolves? Well, that was sort of what happened when you bit the dust. Well, then, Auntie, I saw a great hole of wood. I went inside, and off the tables were giants. Giants with blue skin being served meals by servants. And I was prodded in by wolves. And one of them pointed at me and said, Dance in the fire, and I looked. And there were servants dancing in the fire and melting and being charred but never dying. And just as I was prodded towards the fire, I woke here. That's mighty strange. So I, I think it was some kind of astral realm. So this is fascinating. It's nightmarish. I, I agree, you should write that down. I'll have questions for you later. He's making sketches. But in the meantime, you both need to rest! Oi. And you hear on your door. Oi, who goes there? Oh, come on, what was it, boys? It's Sally. It's the keep. Uh, yeah, the, the barkeep who never introduced himself. Yeah. Weathered. Hey. Says, Sorrow! And? He says, there's someone here for you, asking for the dwarves who checked in last night. Who? Oh, God. Describe this person. Says, uh, dark. Not a turn. Hooded? Huh? Wearing a hood? Says, yes, uh, hooded, uh, she says, I got patrons to feed. Mark looks over and says, leave these two to the rest. I wouldn't want to leave them alone. Says, see if Berjan Scrim will wait on them. Berjo won't, but Scrim might. I, I told you he wasn't dead. <laughs> <laughs> Oilvain, would you mind keeping an eye on the room for a second? Yeah, sure, I'll watch him. Thank you. Mm, let people uh, sleep. Justin, oh, I got you back. Oh, that's muddy. Ha! Got a half drow watching me while I sleep. <laughs> My kids will think that's funny. <laughs> 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 they uh, follow some water and everything. Oh, she's already gone. Yep. They follow. Rika definitely has her weapon. Rika yeah. and Mok. Yeah. Going together. Definitely have my weapon. Yeah. You know, but like a more a more convenient one to wield. Like just a warhammer, not the full pole. She has the full halberd. Mm. It's just unwieldy. You know, I've carried that downstairs and it's it's awkward. I know. I have, a, I have an eight and a half foot spear. Yeah. Poke eyes and anyways. Yes. Uh, 
That's how you use Standing uh, at the bar. I mean, like, the doors are just, like... Right. They open into the main room of sure. the inn. It's like, it's that small. It's like, there's the inn, there's the bar, and there's three doors that go into the three rooms. It's not Slightly a less bedroom. loud when you're trying to sleep than yes. actually standing in the bar drinking. Exactly. Mm. Um, and uh, there is indeed a dark figure there wearing uh, all black uh, uh, black robes that go all the way down to uh, all the way down to his ankles, wearing uh, black boots and a hood that goes over his head and his face there's just nothing there other than two pinpoints of red light. Yeah. And he oh, says, Fairgel turns. <laughs> he says, Mark. Who are you? <laughs> he says, The name's Baka. And he holds out his hand. And uh, it's a gl- black gloved hand. Okay. What are you? He says, He says, I deal in information. Are you buying? Mark says, what the cell? He says, uh, he says, and should we take a table? He says, oh, I think you'll want to. Uh, Mark gestures over to the, uh, one of the tables in the corner, uh, for, you know, discretion, orders up a few ales, and gives it a time, gives it a little bit of, to, to buy them some time for pleasantries, and he says, uh, tell me, Baka. He taps the table immediately, and on the second tap, silence completely falls over you. As you look around and you see people like, it's, it's morning, so there's not a ton of people in there, sure. but the, the, the but proprietor's it's doing like dishes. You, you, you see, you see the, the like bar barkeep kid knock over a glass and it shatters on the floor and there's some obviously yelling and get out of here child if Fairchild's like watching them does, does visually anything change from an outsider's perspective nothing visual she just then, can't hear them and she's just kind of making eye contact or try, trying to make yeah. eye contact with you and it's like but for you guys you could hear a pin drop he says boy that's a trick okay. <laughs> so you're saying where you're from and how long your journey took so he you says, were saying Yes, I'm from everywhere. He says, and my journeys are quick. He says, what you should be more worried about is how long it will take people to find you. He says, and perhaps who's looking? He says, perhaps so. Mark, do you know this fella? He says, uh, Mark uh, just eyes him and eyes Rekka and gives like, basically... Again, it's a, it's a, it's just like uh, that he relies on the familial bond to communicate. I have no fucking clue who this guy is, but with, 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 without being at all obvious, like it's he just relies on just familiar body language to just kind of send that her way. Rick's eyebrows say, right? So dot dot dot. And he says, nope, he doesn't know me. <gasps> he says, I make it a pain, a point not to be known. Said so, your name was Baka. He says, That's what he told you. <laughs> so what a pleasure. So who who are the lookers? What are they coming for? How close are they? And what is the price? Uh, he uh, he taps again twice on the table, and you see a spectral hand appear as it holds out the universal oh. sign for "Give me money." <laughs> and he says, "That'll cost you one hundred gold." He says, uh, for all or one of those questions? He says, he says, just for the taste. He says, if you like the taste, we can discuss further. Uh, oh, Jesus. Mark sits back and he says, 
He says, you know, Baka, I'm very impressed by the entire get-up and the spells and whatnot, but you're not <laughs> the first traveling salesman I've met in my life. He says, there, there, there should be a taste, a taste of what you have to offer, for you're not going to see a, a plug nickel until I know what the fuck you're trying to sell me. He says, I know who's in that room with you, dressed in green. He says, so he, uh, he says very well. So you know, uh, you know my traveling companions. Something that that uh, that any paid creep could uh, could have determined over the past several months. Tell me something that I that that you couldn't find out otherwise. <clears throat> All right, give give Greg a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> Um, you like it could be any, gun. yeah, any any familial secret or like something about Mock's past or how or thin are the past. walls in this uh, in? Well, I it's mean, magical. Silence, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The question is how thin are the walls? This is uh, oh, there was magical silence. I missed yeah, that part. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, so doesn't matter how thin the walls are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is in one hundred percent silent. They can't hear anything outside their circle. And they're gotcha. The other way in. I mean, you guys assumed that it was the other way. It would be. Yeah. Silly if he was just trying to... I can't hear! I can't concentrate with all this noise! He really just deafened you. Um, okay. Mm. He responds and he says, uh, he says, he says, that's not how this works. He says, I'm happy to take my business elsewhere. Tell somebody else what I know. Mark says, well, at least what makes me worth it? Why even merit being a, a hundred gold for a taste? He says, you may mistake me for some other wealthy noble that I'm not, but uh, if a hundred gold is a taste, what's the final price? Ten thousand? He says, he says why, why even bother your time? If your customers are plenty are out there with, with gold to spend, there are many more richer than I that might merit. Why even offer me? He said, "Yeah, why even, why even offer it to me?" Um. He shrugs. Uh, uh. He shrugs and says, oh, "Why offer it to you?" That's a good question. Why oh, he has money. Maybe he was just in the area. I mean, he's an information broker. Maybe he knows Mach's currently well, he flush. He has a bit of a name, and like Mach has been really wealthy at times. Mm-hmm. Like, he has a history, like, again, he, Yeah, yeah. So, um, or, again, powerful allies. I mean, I don't know. I mean, who, I'm just throwing things out there about his... Okay. He says, in my line of business... This guy's war? It, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, we just, I asked what is he in... You've, you've not seen a... Uh, you've not seen a square centimeter of his skin. Hmm. Um, glowing red eyes. Very dwarf. He says, in my line of business... He says... He says, information uh, means people establishing relationships. I come to you. You know who I am. You can you, uh, you learn to trust me. He says, maybe we do business in the future. It's an investment. Surely a accomplished businessman. He says, surely a once accomplished businessman as yourself would understand these things. <sighs> Mock narrows his eyes, but also <laughs> sees the truth in what he sees Internally, but the, tr- the truth of that is, and on that he will roll his insight check to see okay. if this guy's motivation is as he described. Uh, so, okay. I got a 15. 
This guy, Mock, finds particularly difficult to read. Mock's dealt with a lot of people, especially when he's in the height of his business, right? Lots of scammers, lots of customers. A of good product alone won't do it. All sorts, yeah, all sorts of different uh, 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 people, both legit and not. And, uh, you know, he's, he's seen all kinds, he might say. What he's seeing here is something entirely different. This is, this is a, this is a creature that seems to, that you're, you're getting the feeling that this, this business he's doing is perhaps not for profit at all, but for the love of the game. And that's not something he's never seen before. No, but it's much rarer. It is much rarer. And that's the feeling he gets. Wow, what a weirdo. Uh, what a weirdo. <laughs> but also a little bit like... Might be a dwarf. He almost like sees a little bit of himself, himself in that and kind of like respects it a little bit. It's his Mach- craft. Maki himself being a little bit of a fanatic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he tells himself a little bit of a fanatic when really quite a lot of a fanatic. And then so, as Mach looks at him this way, he's, uh, the guy speaks up and says, I am but a craftsman. Mm-hmm. Oh god! <laughs> Rick is just there, like, oh my god, he's pressing all of Mox's buttons. Mox starts counting. Because he knows those are Mox's buttons. Mox starts <laughs> counting coins on the table. Doesn't take his eyes off this guy, but then says, "And what will prevent you from double dipping and selling to my enemies?" He said, uh, um, "My own." <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. He says, at least you're not a step behind. He says, nothing. What would prevent you from, uh, from buying a, uh, from buying a ring or a crown or an amulet from a fellow crafter and selling it as your own? He says, nobody can, uh, nobody can be accomplished in these businesses of ours if we, uh, if we make deals and, uh, and double cross them. He says, I'm no different. Mock says, <clears throat> some have to learn that lesson the hardest way. He and says, he shakes some do. He shakes his head, but pushes over 100 gold. <laughs> Rick is like, looks at this like, what the fuck is happening? Now he wants me to... And he says, about what Mock feels like. He says, you are being followed. He says, a great deal of interest in the, uh, in the broker community. He says, there are, uh, he says... There are many prices out for your, uh, for information about your whereabouts. Every single one of you and your traveling crew. He says, a lot of attention on Justin Green. He says, uh, we, we gained wind of that, but, uh, have chose to ignore it up until this point. He says, you should not have ignored this. He says, they are on their way here. How much time do we have? He says... You are three days ahead of them. He says, and who are they? And he says, he says, he says, that's the meal. <laughs> Mark, Mark, Mark uh, scoffs and he says, this is very well. He says, uh, but this time, I'll start the negotiation. Meet me here tomorrow, same time. He says, Tomorrow, he says, aren't you on your way somewhere else? He says, uh, I'll be here. He, uh, uh, he says, very well. I like a businessman. 
and he claps again, and suddenly oh, the God. noise of the dishes and uh, the cleaning up, and you see the, the proprietor, she yells, she says, I said, do you want another drink? Mark's like, red check, and walks away from the bar. And uh, the, the, the guy stands up, takes two steps backwards into the shadows, and then it disappears. Mark, what the fuck was that? Let's go, Rekka. We'll talk in the room. What the <laughs> fuck was that? <laughs> he just walks away. He's a little shell-shocked himself. And he, she's just following him like like a kid who has no idea what just happened and is like trying to ask the like, older brother, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, everyone meets their match, you know, and definitely meets their better, but like... To be out of the sake, like very rarely is someone kind of Playing out of their league. Playing a completely different game. Out of their league a little bit, and he had a bit of that feeling. Um, but also, you know, I mean, the guy was holding all the cards. Now he has your money. Oh, only yeah, only one tenth of one fiftieth of what I need. <laughs> and as any good businessman knows, right. gotta spend well, money to make money. It's an investment. It's an investment. I've, I've heard that there's a good now that makes we great have investment. Three days. <laughs> so, like, Drusted and Bear are, like, passed out sleeping in the room, I would imagine. Yeah, I realize the spell only raises me to one hit point. So <laughs> yes. I still have these huge wounds. So we need, like, a long rest. And I mean, I patched up the hole so you would just yeah. die. Yeah, but you need a long rest to get <laughs> yeah, from like, what's the, what's from the half table? HP. To disadvantaged uh, on attack rolls and saving throws is where you'll be fortunate enough uh, to land. <laughs> no, nah, he's on. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you go back one. Right. And then you only be half speed. Fortunately, over last night's rest, I lost the one point of exhaustion from. Oh yeah, from uh, the armor. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, so. Like, 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 bear job. They should go to the, another room and, and sit down and talk. Uh, I don't know. I guess they're the same room. Like, oil veins there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, time to huddle up. And Mock relates to uh, oil vein and bear jaw and scrimcorn the exact specifics, sparing no details, offering no deception of what uh, of what transpired with the the strange the strange visitor you should have called me over I would have shook him uh, Ben says Buzz. I don't know that that would Drink. be any good idea <laughs> 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 Mark says he says maybe I'll, maybe next time that'll be that'll be necessary as for now who he is and how much truth there is to what he says is Oh, gives me the creeps, that one. Yeah, he says, and, and, and if we're to believe what he has to say, that leaves the question of how much is it worth us to find out more? What are we willing to offer? They were asking about trusting. You say we shake him, and that... <laughs> yeah, so shake. told, yeah. But did they know he's alive? Um... She, she said, I didn't know he's dead. Then, did they know he was dead? And now do they know he He was? says, they knew he was in the other room. Mm. I can assume, I can only assume that they that they saw him come in in a, valid, a rather dilapidated state. Mm. Whether they think him dead or alive. Are you guys in the room with Drewston right now? Yeah, he says, uh, all of you together. Yeah, so hearing this, he awakens because yeah. he is observant. Uh, and he says, oh, they're after me again? Oh, I don't think Not again, stopped. just... Still, or yeah. perhaps you have deeper history. Mm. <laughs> oh. What? 
No, you said again. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe. Uh, you know, as... Oh, and from what we can tell, the trolls and stuff had nothing to do with anything else. Just hmm. a raiding party from the Ratitudes and what Berjo said they said. It's Madonkil, right? Oh, yeah, so Nasala is not here. I want to be clear. No, uh, in fact, you did not even see her in the rooms below. Okay. Or not below, next to you. Okay. So haven't seen her since last night? Yep. Okay. Ah, uh, Ah, your donkey's fine. We should go then, I suppose. If they're chasing us, three days isn't much of a lead. I but you need at least a day of rest. There's no walking you out in that state. A night isn't going to make me walk any faster, unfortunately. I, but... <laughs> Mark says, when I told him to come back tomorrow, that gives us a couple of options. He says, we can make a deal with him tomorrow, buy you, you two some rest. He says, or we, we can, can... stand him up. We can stand him up and see how easily he finds us the second time. He says, uh, he says perhaps... Perhaps he's everything he says he was, and we'll just miss out on information. But by leaving, we're agreeing that we don't want to pay for his services. But if he's a tenacious one, like I suspect he might be, he'll show up somewhere down the road. Aye, he seems tenacious. We'll leave now or leave tomorrow. Where are we headed, Drustin? That was part of the reason we brought you back in the first place. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and he stands up to go to his bag. Rika refrains oh, herself from slapping oh. Baron upside the head. That's another habit. Refrains. Uh-huh. Oh, we took a look at your notes and said, this would be really difficult. <laughs> yeah. Easier Just to raise the dead. Uh, and he goes over because not only did he have notes about this, but... In Mirabar, he found out even more information about Karunjakar. Yes, he did. What? Well, for, before that, what, what are you answering them? <coughs> uh, so, what did guys? He says, well, "Where are we going? Where are we going? So, like, what direction? Know, How far? Where he had like the coordinates? And yeah, he had, he had right? figured out where he believes the legendary fallen uh, uh, secret stronghold of, of Karunjakar is. How far it, is that from Blastingdale? Uh, through the snow, a three days. Three days travel. Oh, oh fuck. It's going to be three days? Well, we got here pretty fast, right? We just need that. We, well, we haven't elf. seen Elf. We haven't seen that Elf. Oh, who? Oh, yeah, the Elf. She felt bad after you died and got us here quick. Right quick. It was funny. She talked a bit like you as well. <laughs> Stop. Slightly higher range. Just I imagine. Perhaps. Or maybe not even. It'll be a three days, three days rushed pace. Yeah. It's a three days journey out. He <sighs> says, uh, oh, hey, how many family secrets would be hiding here in Kadrundarkar? Is it worth bringing what? She seems like a nice lass, but she's essentially an unknown stranger. Screaming away and Berger have fought side by side for us for a while now to where I feel like I could track them down if I needed to. And they're more, more, more is likely to help us out than, uh, than, uh, than to be any sort of burden to our family legacy. I am not hard, difficult to find. No, exactly. you're not. He says, uh, I'm as worried as Ber- Berja stealing something just for the fight than actually wanting the damn artifact itself. I'll give it back after. I'm expecting this to happen sometime <laughs> in the near future. <laughs> uh, the Rusin says, uh, I have no qualms in sharing the knowledge of our clan. I think the more people know, the better. Both the good and the bad. 
Is as I but the, the, the treasure, the prized possessions, the craftsmanship of our of our of our history is not something that I would find in the hands of anyone who would who would who would uh, who would appreciate or value it less than I. Which is setting an unreasonable standard. Let me, let me just say it really quick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. if it sounds unreasonable. It's because Mark is being unreasonable. That's very unreasonable. Explicitly. Won't they treasure it more if they know more about it? In a way, Mark, you could say, knowledge is the true treasure. It's good to have you back, Drosti. You know who would agree with you? Same as ever. Baka. Baka. Yeah, I want to talk to this Baka guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, uh, so, oh, then, uh, for for expediency's sake, the, the 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 elf will come, help us make our way faster through this terrain. Uh, well, you if we can find her. Oil vein. Well, yeah. uh, you're yeah, saying there, and you find in your pocket a playing card. And written the on the playing card, card it <laughs> says, uh, "You're leave, cute. Here's my number." <laughs> you're <laughs> you're leave cute. word at the golden eye. There's a bunch of numbers on here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> leave word at the golden eye, and uh, and. Uh, Baron remembers that the Golden Eye is a gambling hall in Mirabar. Having been in Mirabar before. Mm. Golden Eye, right. It's a gambling hall. Mirabar. Been there before. Mm. <laughs> I guess we have to go back. Girl makes quick. Is it like holographic? <laughs> I mean, if you remember, she had, she had just. Yeah, she was yeah. tense for her to leave the group, and she said she'd get back to them during Darren the travel. Makes- Chapping my ass from days away. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see that word in the grave. Um, but Rusin says, oh, I need a little rest, but I can be back on my feet soon, cousins. This is good. He says, do we want to pay? I, of course, more knowledge is better. Do we want to wait? Do we want to shake? We lay our three-day lead down to two. If than, what he says is true, better than no lead, than nail Traveling, traveling in this condition makes no sense. What it's like to find a troll out there as we did before? Because we need a, a rest. It would not take a troll to take them down. Right. One at least. I don't think I'd be much be able to put up much of a fight right now. Anyway, so we'll, we'll so get our rest before we out. pay the man. He says. He says we got to resupply. We got to. We got to prepare for this journey into Karundrakar. Rika and I, we can uh, in the oil vein in Berja. Uh, he says we'll make the preparations, but a day, a day is a day should be minimum for rest. How much do you need, Colson? He says. He says I ask that we set the price. That we start the negotiations ourselves. I uh, need hand to you a. Uh, uh, Let's see, some sapphires. Uh, I'll give you a number of gems worth an amount. Mark shakes his head and he says, You've already said it about ten times, Drustin. What this man values is information. What secrets can you share with him? Oh. oh. About Bailey. He also values money, I think, too. Yeah. He says, Oi, but I'm, tr- but I'm trying to. I've still got that. I'm trying key. to avoid paying him more of my hard earned coin. <laughs> then he was like, hey. <laughs> wait, no, he doesn't have the key. Because you still have your knowledge after you give it. If only away. we got that key yeah, from the kobolds. Exactly. Yeah. I know something that none of you know. 
I know where I grew up. I know yeah. where Adric's keep is. Oh. Grand happy Adric's secret! Quite the secret, actually. I've always wondered that myself. I'd rather not share, and I'm certainly not telling you lots at this point. But should we need... Leverage. Something grand. I'd, I'd consider it. He says that would surely be valuable to a man such as this. Aye. He says, perhaps we start low, and that, w- that will be our ace in the hole. Aye. Okay. Um, just thought. Better off sit here thinking. Um, really? It's, it's what I do. I'm silent and deep thinking. <laughs> <laughs> if... If they are only three days away, that perhaps gives us time to lay clever trap, wait for them to come in to see where we are, and then we jump on them and shake them until they are dead. He says, uh, Mark says, if the threat that Baka sells us is of that type, hmm? well, we just as soon end them. He says, if it's overwhelming force, Knowledge is, is useful then, but if it is good, it is small group, useful. You're damn right. I we crush them and end this now. This I have now no qualms with this. Being chased, I don't like it. Nope. No, I, I do like Berto's idea. Berto, I think, deep thoughts. Could you find me another diamond in this place, you think? The other one got used up. Get diamonds. It's on a pick, and he says, "I'll probably have to dig this one myself." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who knows? We could go. Uh, we could go uh, discuss with some miners. Yeah. See if they've found anything that they've managed to uh, slip out. Oi. Well, I'll leave it to you a lot. I'm gonna go sleep some more. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, <laughs> But a diamond would be good. Again, I'm not using it. <laughs> but maybe if I live long enough, I'll be able to use it right next time. As Mark Reedy says, Ben, you have the craziest of us all. This is a different thing. <laughs> this is a tired bear. He gets the tired silly. It's like, it's like the 3 a.m. bear. Is a full day enough for multiple extended rests? Or, uh, no, no, you get one long rest per 24 hour. Yeah, I just, yeah, just curious. I didn't know if there was rules. Um, My rules. Yeah, good rules. Good rules. <laughs> good rules. Uh, great. <laughs> you get three days and you just sleep for full 24. It's, it goes into 24 three times. That's <laughs> <laughs> just half. Just well, I'm, I'm mostly just glad that that's been discussed before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm mostly glad for that. Um, yeah. Let's uh, get that boy some NyQuil, he'll sleep all day. So, yeah, I don't want to make the, the hunt for the, for another diamond a huge thing. I could see myself doing a ton of fun lore of the yeah, mine, no. but I just don't think it's that important. So, mm-hmm. you want me to roll a dice or just tell, say yes or no, or what? I'll rather um, flash forward a day and keep this thing rocking. It's just not a diamond mining town. It's not oh. what they mine here. Yeah, they, they try to sell me a couple of nice opals and one, one or two measly emeralds, and I'm just like, fucking diamonds. Yeah. That's all I need. Uh, if you put a word out, maybe. That you're looking for diamonds? But in a day, we'll get a single day. Let's keep the word in. No. no. So I hear you. I want diamonds. All right. Uh, it's a day of rest. 
Yeah, Drustin cast find familiar. Oh, so Drustin uh, can finally review uh, this oh, yeah. information, this... Uh, the, 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 the thing he learned from Mirabai. He learned it. Singing. Yeah. Know, he took a rubbing a from a book. <laughs> or took the I book. Think he took or... the book. He, he made copious notes. I mean, there were some books and some rubbing, but. You know. <laughs> that was a different book. <laughs> Jason wants in. He spent the day, like, copying. <laughs> yeah, so he copied it. Um, what Delightful Dwarven Damsels. What Drustin found. Issue 5. What Drustin found. <laughs> September. In this private library. What Justin found in this private library was a uh, was a ledger that, by all estimation, matching with all of other Justin's research, matches uh, the evidence that this must be a ledger from Karunjakar itself. Uh, the notes that were stored in it, separate from the ledger itself, indicate that it was recovered. You know, this library kind of keeps notes of where all these different things came from. Recovered from an orc, uh, uh, an orc camp that was sacked by uh, uh, sacked by some uh, town guards, and this was recovered from their uh, recovered from their belongings. This strange journal. Uh, you know, and the notes say, you know, the proprietor of this library can't put much meaning to it, but it, uh, but it, but it is unusual. Um, and what Justin sees is, is that it's a, it's a record of, it's a record of, uh, is work order the right, the right thing? You know, requisitions. Um, and it's, it's jewels and weapons and, uh, I don't know, give me some more things. Like tapestries and Brain. Yeah. Ale. But especially no, no 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 it's 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 uh it's specifically like dwarven forged goods. Mm. This yeah. is yeah, this yeah, is I mean, we're talking I mean that could be a lot of these things actually. Well, just talking about, like, in going or outgoing like, from like six rankings of quality of tools. Like again, like with humans they're just like, yeah, it's like a good pick or a better pick. With dwarves there's extremely specific ways of talking about types of tools and quality of tools up until like things that are supposed to last indefinitely. We're not talking about like magical artifacts. Which is tools that are meant never to break, and so like there's like just lifetime guarantees. Yeah, there's just these there's these there's these classifications of kind of items and tools, and again like yeah again tapestries and and, and kind of fixtures that just are only of dwarven make and would would not be taken from any other settlement. And going over this with this this mm-hmm. ledger with mock, you see the 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 symbol. Uh, stamped on multiple pages that Mock has seen in his journeys in in evaluating many dwarven goods that the symbol of the fabled uh, the fabled forges of Karunjakar you know like I said the legend has been told and he's sure. seen the tool or two in his time right. a weapon this a weapon here a weapon there where it has the uh, it has the stamp he's also seen many forgeries sure um, but there's no to the right eye there's no mistaking the real thing. And uh, and it is stamped throughout this uh, throughout this this ledger, and you can see that it is these sorts of things that you've seen. You know, uh, thirty long swords here. You know, picks for mining there, and uh, with it is the customer names, and you see the names of many great dwarven houses uh, uh, from hundreds of years ago, and and uh, the customers, and you know who they've who they've worked with. The very Final entries in this entire ledger is uh, says Amberhelm as the customer. It says it says Adric and Amberhelm. That's his last name. Amberhelm. Yes. Adric Amberhelm. 
And unlike every other... Unlike every other... Entry. Entry that goes into sort of a lot of details and notes about what it is. It's like long sword with a blah, blah, blah style pommel, yeah. blah, 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 and, you know, uh, inlaid with these sorts of jewels, you know, these, like these rankings order, of right. sort of quality. It's a, it is, oh. it's the record of the full requisition. And then uh, for this one, it just says 8X jewelry. Hmm. And that's the last entry in the entire journal. Hmm. Eight daughters. Aye, but only seven that he'd predicted. Aye, that's true. And their mother. Aye. Oh, wait a minute. How long ago did Karundrakar fell? Hundreds. Long before you were around. Aye. Aye, certainly. It's also before... Uh, Eric's 300 years old, though, right? Yeah, even before his... Some. Our stories of him. Before his... Our grandmama. That's right. The estimations of when Karunjakar fell. Uh, actually, those dates these are dated. Yeah. All the entries are dated, and it is dated <laughs> before uh, the birth of Ajik's first daughter, to which was one of your mothers, maybe. Mm, the well, eldest. Uh, the, not sure. Oh, if the were you the daughter of the yeah, eldest? Yeah, you're the daughter of the eldest. Yeah, yeah. I thought there was a one. So I have to go look at this. So before thing. the birth of Baron's uh, oh, Baron's mother, uh, yes, Ajik's, Ajik's first daughter. <laughs> and thrust Oh, sorry, go on. And, yeah, and uh, uh, that's it. It's it's just after. Uh, it is it is a few months after the uh, the death of Adric's mm. uh, battle wife. Oh, mm. 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 that was what I was going to try and establish. Yeah, I mean, you guys all presumably you guys know the dates. The auspicious, yeah, 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 we know. an auspicious time. Oh, bloody hell! Of course, seven, and then. One for him, maybe. Mm, what is well, wife? maybe one for the wife. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Mark says, he says this is the coincidences are too great. I agree. And what of it being the the last thing ordered? Do our mothers have matching rings or necklaces or something? We've all seen them at you know various <laughs> reunions since over the years. Mark knows the answer to that, obviously, so, immediately. Of course not. No, well, they do. Oh, they do. Oh, yes. Of course oh, they do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, of course. <laughs> I, uh, I uh, thought I would have known that, but I did know that. But I didn't know that. Now we all know. <laughs> of course. Mark uh, knows that given to uh, given to each of Adric's daughter is an ornate amulet. Uh, to each of his seven daughters and to that of his uh, of his wife. Uh, uh, so Mark's life. mother has it, you know, something that he yes, is intimately familiar with. He's seen it many times before, and in especially he's as he came to... I mean, Mark being the young jeweler definitely fiddled around with his mother's jewelry as a child. Never this one, though. Tried it, huh? She was overly protective. <laughs> I've uh, handled it many times, but it was always something kept in reverence, and I never learned much about it. Strange, now that I think... The only thing Mock's ever heard about it is that uh, Adric uh, uh, bought them from a traveling merchant uh, that they, uh, um, from the kingdom of Orviltar. Hmm. Uh, but that's it. He, he liked it. He thought it looked neat, yeah. and he bought it and said, I will give these to my future daughters. The very lack of detail in this ledger 
makes me think that there's more to be learned about them. Boy, why would you leave out the details when everything else is so much more detailed? Is there something they didn't want others to know about? At least jewels. Mark says, uh, it's becoming more and more important for us to uncover Karundrakar and the information that lies there. May I suggest we take a day of rest here in the morning, purchase more information from this mysterious Baka, and then head out before any more enemies uh, uh, find us? Or we crush them and then go. Aye. Or we crush them and then go. Ooh. Crush or avoid? It depends on what the information yeah. is. Yeah. But shall we decide after we. The entire army more? is coming. And he gives you a, a small box of 295 gold pieces worth of gems and jewels. Okay. That is from our... The, the box. That's the shared stash. It's yeah. a little that's Tiffany blue box. Yeah. It's from oh. the shared stash. Um, then Plus an orny dagger worth 125 gold. Okay. That's stuff I figure you can use for negotiation. How much do we have in the stash? Uh, I have not actually added up to all the, loud. The, guy the hear us. gem stuff. We're Two, down to zero gold pieces. Yeah, we usually distribute the gold. Other stuff. 295 for the jewels, yeah. and then 125 for the gem. Or for the dagger. dagger. Yeah, I got it. Um, Alright, does anyone else... I mean, Mock will just spend the day, because he doesn't need the rest as much. Spend the day collecting things for the trip. Anyone lacking anything? Like maybe a new bell for their donkey or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the bell? Oh, he fishes the it weird talking coin out of his pocket. No, don't go. Oh, 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 I got something to do in town. Oh, wait, but no. turn that off while we're traveling. That was a bloody uh, nuisance. Duma will not be coming with us. <laughs> and you're not setting up that reliquary. Nobody knows about that. I think maybe You're everyone not knows setting about it up that. here. They you set it up know. on the road. <laughs> I was making it on the road. They already know we're here. I might as well. Uh, no, we do. <coughs> Drust. Just because you have I some will. exposure, I will does kill not the mean first. Does not mean that you need to have all of the exposure. It's just like, oh, I'll take off my jacket. Oh, I took off my jacket. I might as well just go ahead and strip nude. <laughs> Uh, he looks upset and then he says, uh, Auntie, I was exiled from our clan for my knowledge. There's no avoiding it. It says, the only, uh... Can I crush them? The only, uh, uh, cure for a lack of knowledge is having it. Look around at this town. Look at these people. I'd rather not. Just mining and drinking their woes away. They deserve this knowledge. I do not do this for myself, I do it for the town. All I ask, Drustin, is that you wait. Wait until we don't have assassins on our heels. Wait until after we've dealt with this Baka fellow. And wait until we're just a little bit more sure of where we stand. Aye, you're only a lot. 65? <laughs> Being dead really didn't take the edge off of breath. You got <laughs> twenty years left to see this thing come to fruition. We'll see. How many times have you died in your three hundred years? Uh, none. None. So, no, so far. That's usually the goal. Um, 
190. Something. Okay, Other than picking up a few more trail rations, the only thing that Mock wants to spend time on during the day would be finding like the most knowledgeable trapper hunter in the area and finding out what kind of dangerous beasts are, you know, hmm. they might encounter if they head outside the protection of the town. Well, there are right. these ice trolls. Give yourself uh, advantage on uh, uh, on any rolls. Given that we've already encountered some of that. On any uh, wilderness rolls you need to make on the way to. Um, okay. On the way to Karinji Car. Perfect. Um, for that information gathering. Uh, call it inspiration. Well, that's not the same thing. Yeah. The a little, little bit of prep. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, then, yeah, Mock will spend the rest of the time resting and preparing himself. Maybe. It's a free invoke on yeah. that aspect. Thanks. Um, so. Big favors us. The next morning. So I get a long, right place, long right, rest again? Yeah, right place, right time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't want no, to... No, this is the first long rest. Yeah, I, I will say... Um, I don't want to limit... So one. I don't want to deny anyone the opportunity to come meet Baka, too. Yay. Uh, if, if people want me to participate in that, or... Rick is going to tag along. Sure. Uh, I mean, she's holding the eighth card. She's got the eighth card. He named you, Dresden. Do you want to be yeah. there? The Dresden will be uh, in the room. Because of his observant feet, so he won't. But be, does that guy have like a be, covered mouth? Oh, that's true. But I'll be able to see what Mock saying. Just repeat yeah. everything he, he says. We will see what Mock says. He is saying that. when Mock <laughs> enters the tavern that day. He's there. already sitting there. Five and seven. Yeah, he says, uh, Bear uh, Jaw. Bear Jaw will come to there. the table. He'll baka. Yeah, he'll join at the table. Baka. Punctual is, uh, is a sign of good business. He says, uh, he says, I agree. He says, Do you he looks always the same talk like that? He says, Do I always use my voice? Ugh. And you can hear but not see the smile in his taunting answer. This is very. Ugh. Uh, Mark says, I'm here to negotiate, but. I might want a different question answered. He says, What are you buying? He says, Who is Do killing you me? Buy a Who wants to kill me is would be helpful. But more importantly, why? Why they want to kill us? It makes no sense. We're so oh, he says the lot of us, you say, uh, they want all of us for one reason or the other. He says, Call it a two for one. He says, then start the bidding. At 400 gold. He says, it'll be 1,500. Oh, <laughs> what? Uh, he says, uh, Jesus Christ. And Drewston, who's sitting out, so he had done his like circle of silence. What goes without saying? Drewston, sitting at a nearby table, immediately realizing that there's nothing to read on this guy. It is just a hood of yeah. shadow. But he'll read my slips. Yeah. Um, he says, he says, if you want that price to come down, you should ask him to come on over. And he gestures his he gestures his gloved hand over to Jerusalem. <laughs> yeah. He says, uh, I wouldn't even waste your time trying to negotiate that down uh, through through simple tactics. He says, but before I invite my cousin over, I want to know what else you might be buying from us. He says, that's exactly it. He says, I want to know what he knows. He says, he says, I'm sure that half of the answer to your mouth. question is whatever answer he will give. He says, 
That's what I'm buying. Ah, uh, he says, then we'll make it an either or. He says, you'll get your coin, your 1500 full, or you'll get none of it, and we'll give you information. Because I don't trust you uh, any more than I've seen your face, which I haven't. He says, that's a fair price. Uh-huh. He gestures to Dresden. Dresden's got Unga sitting as a nice snowy owl on his shoulder. She's back. Oh, I'm sure she's just super happy with him. Yeah, she's like all <laughs> big and fluffy and like keeping his neck warm. Uh, he died first this time, so it makes it better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to her, she's like, there's been about time you die. In yeah, fight. Yeah. You die, I die. She's Let's just bad. To her, she's like, happened. whatever, we just come back. They're like, both of us do, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he, he sits down at the table and puts out a hand and Cute. says, The name's Drustin Green, though I suppose you knew that already. He says, Baka. Oh. Don't touch him. I hate something. <laughs> Isn't a nice warm handshake? Mm. A warm and lightly yeah. handshake. Yeah. How did the handshake feel? Human? Noodly? Yeah. He did he have noodling. five fingers? Um, did he feel like a bag full of rats? It's cold. Ooh. I know how you feel. It's good. It's good. <laughs> so Drustin is looking hale and hearty, but the the wounds have started to kind of like scar. Uh, into just like blue lines. He's got a couple just like blue lines on his Ooh. shoulder, and then if he was shirtless, he would have all these blue lines on his chest. Yeah. He says, Took a bad hit out there, did you? I it was a danger that's travel. Ice trolls and winter wolves. He says, That's why I don't bother with the roads. How do you get around? He says, That'll cost you five million gold. <laughs> <laughs> he says, That's a secret I ain't selling. Scrumbar. Scrumbar! Hi, guys! Safe and safe now? Does, safe does the man in black have a very large shell sort of shape on his back? Holy Scrumbar, is that you? Totally not. Grumbar, I, I'm not talking about this right now. <laughs> okay, uh, he says, so my cousin wants me to tell you a story? Yeah, he, he says, uh, lips. he says, oi, uh, oi, but what story are you asking about, Baka? He it says, sounds like you have specific appetites. He says, what caused your exile? So he looks to mock. As, uh, like, asking basically through his face, should I tell him? And Mock looks to Ricka. And Baron looks at the guy's face. <laughs> uh, Baron's pretty insightful. What, what kind of a read does he get on this guy? So, you've told them. Tell them what? He says, that is interesting. Uh, <laughs> well, oh, yeah, no. anyways, what kind of a read do I get on this guy? Uh, uh, you mean uh, in, uh, in, in, in in what way? What are you trying to What are you trying to learn? What he is, who he is, how he's feeling. Is he just looking to fuck us over? Is this all a big ploy or a trap or? Can you trust his, him? Basically, to his the word, uh, basically his designs for us or whatever. I mean, his, he saw what he saw yesterday. I'm seeing what I see. Yeah, give me a roll of insight. Okay. That's pretty good. That is very good. 25. Baron... Baron senses... Baron senses 
a unsurprisingly an otherworldliness to this guy. He okay. Is, I mean, it is. You interact with him for ten seconds, and he's not like a normal person to interact with. His eyes glow. That's, red. that's not a surprise. His eyes glow red, and you've never seen uh, a single uh, piece of his body. That is, um, yeah. And uh, and it's well lit in here. Yet his it's just shadow under his hood. It's like um, not, it's not like oh hey, if like the scarf were to move, I would really see. No, it's like out of this question. And when Baron, when Baron looks like really looks at him, like tries to understand it. Baca looks back at Baron, and the points of red light look right at Baron. And Baron gets the overwhelming sensation that this is someone that, when you make a deal with this, whoever, whatever he is, the letter of that deal is going to be upheld. Mm. And that what he told Mock and what Mock relayed to you the other day, you trust it. He's a fucking fake. So, Drusen mm. looks at, like, the Baron, like, he looked at Mock. Mock looked at Rick. Eric looks at Baron. He's like, He seems like the sort who will keep to a deal, if only. Mock says, with pained notes in his voice, perhaps it would be easier just to pay the money. I spent most of my money back in Mirabar on incense and <laughs> such things. Of course. I can give 500. He says, as, he says in Dwarvish. Yeah, he says, as I. I mean, it taught me, but as I. I he says, I uh, have 31. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I've got more gold than you. <laughs> <laughs> he looks back at, 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 at he looks kind of to Drustin and uh, Ricka mostly and he says well I don't have he says the, the, the clan and the honor of the clan are very important to me he says but I, I grew up as much a Fohammer as an Amberhelm he says and if uh, if family secrets are if our if the honor of our clan is built on an unstable foundation Perhaps best to knock over the building and start rebuilding anew. Baron, now as an agreement. He says, but, Drustin, you have quite a bit at stake here. And for God's sakes, he's your father, Rika. Aye. What say? Drustin says, uh, I did not tell you the story as a secret, cousins, and it's a burden. And if this mysterious man wants that burden, that's his choice. So what are the terms of the deal, then? Let's be clear about that. He gives you the story about his exile, and you give us what? He says, I'll tell you who's hunting you. I'll tell you who ordered who's hunting you. And why? And I'll tell them, and I'll tell you why. And specifically how many are hunting us? Their number? He and says, type? I have an estimate. Seems good information to me. I'd like to know. Okay, Drewston, first half says, what you've got to understand, Doctor, is that growing up, we were uh, weaned with our mother's milk and stories of Adric Amberhelm, her grandpappy. So there are more stories of Adric than stars in the sky. Wait, 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 wait. Cousin, deal's a deal. Tell him how you got exiled. Wait. 
if he tells you the story, is there a price that we could give you for not spreading it? He says, a story's worth nothing to me if I can't sell it. Yeah. It's okay, auntie. Because this is just the start of a story. You could also give me 1,500 gold and then ask me what you'd have yeah. to pay me never to spend it. It would be 1,500 more gold. Uh, it, I suppose if you want to tell me the story, I... tell me not to spread it, but then still pay me the gold, that would also do. It says, Baka, I That have... would have been a better answer, come to think of it. It's okay. The comedic moment has passed. Uh, I've got there. One more requirement of you. She's talking to that. So he says, Baka, have one more requirement of you. This is about the start of the story. In a year or two, come seek me again. And I'll tell you the rest of it. Because what I tell you now looks bad for our clan. Looks bad for our patriarch. There's many good stories about him too, and we do not know how this one will end. It may end badly, but it may end in redemption. And that deserves to be known. Do you accept my offer? He what? says, he says, your offer is to give me more information for free. I? He says, I accept. Excellent. I accept. So then I take you back to when I was a wee lad of, of 50, nearly 50. It was nearly my quintessential. That was yeah. Aaron gets the vibe. This is going to go long. And, he and me dear most. Steps out of the silent circle and then comes back with some ales. Can leave tomorrow. <laughs> the moment you step over the threshold, it's just immediate. Like suddenly you can't hear Tristan's story. And ah. You can see his red eyes just like slowly close. <laughs> uh, and he, and he, then we rob him. He tells He's story. in intense eye contact with Tristan the entire time. And he doesn't leave anything out. He deserves it. This is the beginning of a story that deserves to be known, and they are going. Give to me the discover. big bullet points again. You went and so you had your guy. <laughs> Uncle Falder had been taking him down below uh, Grim uh-huh. to see all the ruins there, because Grim has been occupied by many such creatures, such as mind flayers, drow, and so on, orcs, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. And they had often explored the places there. Um, just before his fiftieth birthday. They went down and they discovered beneath the cairns a secret second tomb of uh, Grandma... Not Beastra, that's my mom. Forgetting her name. The one who was the yeah. mother of all the daughters. Yeah, of the seven daughters. Of the seven daughters. Gotcha. Uh, and this was very strange. They didn't know about this. The door had no handles, uh, but upon touching it, it opened to them. Um, and inside they found a statue of her. Uh, oh, Lyra. Lyra Beth. Lyra yeah, Beth. That's Grandma Lyra Beth. Um, and as well as the wall is covered in what is very tradition, kind of like a story about the dead. Hmm. Uh, often told in verse or prose. Um, however, this one had been uh, struck repeatedly as if by hammer covering up most of it. Yeah. And it told of a time when uh, the battle wife had died and uh, Adric was very mournful um, and he made a deal with something. With a something. Okay. For seven daughters who would not only revive his spirits but bring him to fame, wealth, power, and fill the halls of the mountains with his progeny. Awesome. And the the whole thing was signed. 
Patrick Amrahel had gotcha. carved the words into the walls. But so much of it was covered that that's all the details. And you told everyone about this, and you immediately got... Yeah, then Uncle Father said, keep it secret. You told only his mother. I told my mama. Mm -hmm. uh, And then the next day, they invited me in with your son... Delg. Delg, and he, acting as a priest, exiled me from the clan. Right. Okay. He says, and that's the story. So he's sort of off, like, really excited to tell the story, but by the end, his voice is kind of mournful. I just think about how far he has come here. And he kind of puts his hand on his chest, which still hurts a lot, and his guts, and his shoulder. That's the second of the daughters. He says, okay. I didn't mm. think I was the oldest. Yeah. That's quite a story. Tis. This is only my second time telling it. He says, you've kept it to yourself all these years was my shame. But I'm realizing that a burden is lessened when it's shared amongst friends and acquaintances. <laughs> she laughs. Oh. He says, You're a real rube, aren't you? <laughs> a real suck. <laughs> he says, Friends, sure. And, uh, he, um, so, you're half. He says, very well. A deal is a deal. I believe you've told me the truth. And he, uh, he says, this, the orders, uh, came from Amberhelm. <coughs> Thought you would tell us something we didn't know. He never said that. No, he says, well, now no, we know for sure. Sarca- sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> he says, so the why? orders have been updated. It's to kill you all. Jeez, I mean, dwarven Jesus, and and why? That's one of them. Why for God's sake? He says, because he says they know that you're headed to Karunjukar. He says they, Amberhelm, and who else? Amberhelm is those issuing the orders. How many are on their way here? Okay. He says, uh, he says a few dozen at least. He says. This, the failed assassination attempt on, uh, and the, is Bearjaw there? Yeah. Bearjaw's been lurking in the at, background this is whole she, is time. She's sitting at the table inside this corner yeah. of silence. Yeah. yeah. She's there. He says, the failed assassination attempt on, uh, he says, on Bearjaw and, uh, he says, or normal face. He says, <laughs> and, oh. <laughs> A.K.A. normal. A.K.A. Also dog no hair. Miguel <laughs> Sanchez. <laughs> uh, <Mikhail> he says, <laughs> he says <laughs> and the kidnapping <laughs> attempt for you failed. They, uh, he says, they, uh, he says, after that, they learned uh, where you were headed uh, when you were headed up to, uh, when you were traveling to Mirabar by balloon. It's a pretty uh, conspicuous yes. way to travel. Well, uh, and what? Why did they want to kill Virgil? Oh, is it, well, I shouldn't say things. He says. He says. I should mention. He says. Karunjakar is not in. Uh, is is not openly in the information. I just happen to know that's where you're going. He says. I can read between the lines. It's my whole job, or it's my whole thing. Just be observant. It's what I do. Ah. <laughs> uh, he says, I'd stick my life on it. They know where you're headed. You're off to Karunjakar. He says, that's a problem for them. 
That is fascinating and, and disheartening. You, do you know any more as to why that's so much of a problem? He leans back and he says, Wish that I do, but it sounds like I'll learn from Dristin in some time from now. Previate, previate. How can I contact you again, Baka? Well, since we share a passion for a similar thing. Uh, <laughs> just he, like he needs an audience. My poor cousin. He is on the wrong path. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I he, stay at this long enough, I'll be just like you one day, Baka. <laughs> he just uh, he just places his hand out and slips out of his uh, robes is a playing card. And he hands oh, it to you. Playing a playing card. card. It's a playing oh, card, and on it is, uh, and on it is a picture of the Reaper. Ooh, like tarot card. Yeah, like a tarot card, yeah. like a tarot a Reaper tarot card. From the deck of many things. Oh my god, this sounds terrifying. Ah, uh, he says, "All right," and he types it into the bucket. What's he supposed to do with that? Like burn it, cut it in half, sneeze on it. <laughs> I'll find you, I imagine. <laughs> Bad. He says, I'm sure he'll understand when he wants to. Cool. That's vague. Uh, <laughs> he says, that's also my thing. Right, I'm getting that now. Mark says, uh, I think I could take him. Well, Baka, certainly hope that we don't find ourselves on the wrong end of your dealings. He says, uh, be- better to do business. Then they become enemies. He says, <laughs> if I would give you one tip, it's that I don't think, uh, he says, I don't think the people that are coming for you know that you're going to Karunjakar. He says, uh, he says, new information will need to be sent to them to explain such a thing if they do not catch you here. He says, if you depart immediately, you could be ahead of them. He says, I give you this information only because I think you will be a valuable source for me down the road. Not because we are friends. <sighs> well, well, let's head out the door then. Down the road. Or we could try to crash a, a good few name for dozen episode people. Title. A few dozen. 36. We almost got killed by a troll and two wolves. <laughs> yes, Maybe we cause an avalanche. <laughs> crush them that way. With much snow. Yeah, I mean, I would say head out unless there's other business. Can that donkey of yours carry a dwarf? What? Why? I assume so. Are you going to? I don't think Bern can walk very fast at this point. I can carry a dwarf. Bern is definitely an obviously. uh, He looks better than yesterday, but he still looks like shit. You look. Uh, Skin still pale, still moving real slow, like walking with like kind of like a limp. He looks like. I don't know. You look older than your grandpappy, you know? Oh, Adric was surprisingly useful for 300. That's <laughs> true. Uh, hey, actually, it's embarrassing, but I wouldn't mind riding that donkey. Too much good, lad. <laughs> that is embarrassing. That is embarrassing. <laughs> I am deeply embarrassed for him. Um... So I would say... If you were a Goliath, you would have set yourself on fire by now. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not a Goliath. <laughs> Is that how Goliaths choose to go? It depends on how cold they are. <sighs> you know, Berjo, I like you, but you're a strange one. 
You should see the rest of my family. <laughs> Are you the big one or the small one? She doesn't say. He says, I like your people. He says, always willing to tell a story. Which reminds me. So you're saying that a bad businessman? Do you know businessman? about the night, the night I was named Normal Face? He says. It's he a says, good story. I've heard words, but I'd like to hear it from you. <laughs> no, no, no. That's the having an audience is is payment enough. That's what he just said. That's why he likes the audience. Because <laughs> they're terrible businessmen. <laughs> <laughs> they give them all the goods. At a very reasonable rate. I love your people. They give me everything for free, and I never have to give them anything in return. It's great. It's a great deal. I just keep coming back. It's, it's like why I love going to Costco. There's free samples everywhere. Free samples. <laughs> the people have no sense of story ownership. Um, just... And we'll continue next week. Yeah! Oh, so today is my penultimate Ooh. Thursday night. That's right. Dance. Yep. She's like, Next week, behind this. Last Fuck week, this. I'm gonna go kill him. Uh, we're, we're all we're all very very saddened, but also intrigued to know what will become of Rick Amberhell. Mm. I have plans. I've chatted with Greg. So, Drewston, you only need to meet uh, Baca 21 more times to have a full paragraph.